double coverage. All right, welcome guys to your first episode of Double Coverage. How you doing, Doma? What's happening, Saucy? Very glad to be here. Long time in the making, mate. Long time in the making. We've talked about it for a while. We figured, why not? Let's give it a crack. Let's bring the double coverage and make it happen. Definitely. I think we've been talking about it since, I reckon, high school days, mate. We're talking about a fair while now, almost 10 years. So, yeah, we finally... We used to build up the coverage to put our mugs on the screen. So, uh, everyone should feel privileged to see this (laughs) face. (laughs) I think uh, it's also been good as well. Like, we've had more time on our hands, obviously, with the the COVID pandemic happening at the moment as we're based in Australia. So, we're in... Well, based in Australia and based in Melbourne. So, we're locked down. So, yeah, we've got some more time and... One thing since we've decided to kick this podcast off, we've actually started to set some time aside each week to deliver some news and some opinions and some hot takes from uh, some sporting news that's happened around the world. So, bit, bit of trading cards sprinkled in. What do you think? Yes, thought? yeah. Well, you're the man. Old Saucy Collectibles. You got to follow him at Saucy Collectibles. He's all over it. He's, we've got a segment later in the show called Saucy Smokey. It'll be a weekly feature and Saucy's going to give us a bit of an insight into a dark horse card. Listen, that he's listen out, ladies and gentlemen. Listen out. This is, this is one card I'm buying. I'm bringing every week. I'm buying. I'm putting my money where my mouth is that I think should be rated higher than what it is. You know, people like to throw the word out there, undervalued. But I'm just going to say, I'm going to bring the stats. I'm going to bring the reason and I'll let you decide. That's it, mate. That's, you are all about the facts, which is what we love. So, yeah, we look forward to yeah giving you some news each week. And, yeah, I think we'll get straight into it, shall we? So, NBA starting Friday in Australia, Thursday, America. So, Friday, our time. We're going to talk about the Philly 76ers and Ben Simmons, our homegrown hero, Ben Simmons. Benny Simmons. We're, we're hoping he's starting to shoot some threes. We're going to hope. We're praying. We're praying. We are praying. And the other thing as well is we're looking at him as a big dark horse to come out of the East, potentially win the East. And whatever eventuates from there in uh, finals basketball, if they can get there, We'll talk about it when we get to that point. But we do think that they can get out of there. Dark horse, during the off-break, Simmons looked great. Uh, he'd obviously he employed a psychologist to help him to get into the right frame of mind to shoot threes. There was a lot of pushing by the looks of things. We've been wanting him to shoot the threes. We, we have been. And we aren't asking him to take the pull-up three or the dribble pull-up no. three. We're just asking him to take the wide-open ones off the ball movement, where you get that nice open look, he has to take it. And I think, you know, we've been waiting for it and he's teased it throughout the season. And, you know, with that break, I'm thinking, you know what he's been doing? He's been in the lab. He's been putting up 1,000, 2,000 shots a day, working on that three. Because he doesn't got to work at his playmaker. He doesn't got to work at his finishing around the ring. Um, you know, his defense, we know that's elite. It's that three-point shot. You know, three-point shot, that that mid-range shot, that once that comes yeah. into his game, man, like, you know, you need to look out. This guy's going to be unstoppable. Like, 
he's only in his third season. You know, could be a bit biased because, you know, he is Australian, but that's just how I feel. Um, if, he, if he really, you know, can put those things together, like, it's going to take this, take the Philly team to the next level, you know. So, um, oh, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. I think it's one of those things, though, as well. If you've got the three and you're going to take the three, like, you want to have respect on your name. Like, you don't want it every time you're getting the ball open, the defender sags and goes, well, we can bloody, oh, pardon the pun, double coverage on someone that's in the key, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, we, we you first seen this sort of coverage. We first seen this yeah. sort of coverage when, you know, um, if anyone remembers Boston, their big three, um, they were good. But what ended up happening was, defences realised Rondo can't shoot threes. So what they would do is they'd clog the lane and they would allow Rondo that open three. And that's what they're doing to Ben Simmons. It's what they've done in the playoffs last year. You know, they'd literally leave him at the top of the key, wide open and sag off and, and, and drop into the key. So that clogs it up for Joel. You know, it doesn't give him as much room to move in there. And, you know, we know what type of beast he is. We, we know that, you know, there's not many players that can, can guard him on the block. And they really need to get him more involved. And to, to get him more involved, Ben Simmons has got to take that three. Because by him taking that three, he keeps the defense honest, keeps that defense stretched out a bit more, gives Joel that extra one, two seconds, maybe that extra two or three dribbles that he needs to get that move in on the block or get that move into the point where he has enough time to see the double team coming to then yeah. kick it back yeah. out. Because it's if, all about, yeah. Yeah. What Keeping was happening is they were sagging down and they were taking those steals off Joel, Joel getting frustrated. And that all leads to not taking that open three when you've got the opportunity. So do you think, do you think like, your opinion on this, do you think that could be a reason why We've, we've heard reports. Obviously, Ben and Joel have both said that their relationship is fine. But all reports coming out of Philly have always said they've had a tumultuous relationship. It hasn't been the greatest of relationships. Like, I mean, this think, is all I'm going to say. This is all I'm going to say on this point. Yeah, like, right? Joel... I'm, I'm going like, to say this on that point. Anyone remember how the media was trying to tear down John Wall and Bradley Bill, their relationship? Bradley Bill went on uh, all the Smoke podcasts, you know, Stephen Jackson, Matt Barnes, you know, any basketball fan will have listened to the podcast. And he categorically said, like, they were just trying to tear us down. Like, the media was – but through through the media, they were getting in their own head. But they then went and spoke to each other, Wall and Bill, and there was nothing wrong with them. You know, so I feel yeah, that, I there, could be a bit of, that could, there could be a bit of that narrative trying to be pushed by the media. You know, don't always believe everything you read. Like, you know, both of them looked like they were hurting so much when they got knocked out last year by Toronto. So, I mean, that fire's burning. Which, which like, not for anything, they were... Uh, one lucky shot ball, away for not... Literally a ball roll yeah. on the hoop away yeah. from playing in a final series where, ladies and gentlemen, they would have won. As simple as that. It's not, oh, you don't know if they were going to win. I'm telling you now. 
know exact we're talking about transpired, what happened for Toronto, KD going down, uh, Clay going down. Those it's exact horrible. things transpired. They had the best big man. sisters would be the world championships. Yeah, last had, year. yeah. They got the best uh, playmaker, the, the best big man, a hundred percent. And it'd be a different story, and we look at it completely different coming into this season. But obviously, we got into this season, and whatever's happened's happened. I mean, and we've, they've had a break. They've been able to work on stuff. Joel and Ben could have come back, and the rest of the team could have come back un, unfit. Well, they're all going to be unfit because they're not game fit. But they could have put on weight. They could have gone in the opposite direction. They could have been lazy. We've heard reports yeah. Chris Middleton didn't shoot a basketball for the three months he was away from the sport. Like, you know what I mean? It could have been like that. But they've done the work. We'll see what happens. Uh, uh, Gilbert McGregor from the Sporting News actually said that Brett Brown reckons that there's been a paradigm shift as well in Simmons' uh, attitude to take that three. So that's good signs. It all comes down to what's going to happen. And this moves us into Ben Simmons as reports. He's going to play the four. So he's going to play power forward. And I've actually written down what their starting five is going to look like because this is what they started with uh, going into the scrimmages that have been happening in the last few days, over the last week, sorry. So it's going to have Shake Milton as the, as the point, Josh Richardson at the, at the two, Tobias Harris will play the three, the small forward, Ben will play the four and Joel at the five. So it's not as big because as it was before, uh, Ben was playing point guard and then Al Horford was in the starting lineup. Their bench now with that new starting lineup, Shake Milton was a bit of a revelation before they yeah, went into their yeah. lockdown. So Shown that was good. from outside. Yeah, so that's, that's what they need. They need those shooters because he's going to get exactly. those opportunities with Ben Simmons. Exactly. Josh Richardson didn't show it. I'm a Miami fan, so I've watched a lot of Josh Richardson. He can shoot the ball. He was the go-to guy in Miami. I was actually shattered that we got rid of him. He didn't show it, obviously, before the break, but he can shoot the ball. If he gets hot, he's not missing. Yeah, like, he's, he's, he's a real confidence rhythm guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, he, he needs to get going and I'm, I'm looking, shot going. He's, I'm literally he's looking at the starting five source. The one, the two, the three, and the five. Because MB can shoot threes. You don't want the center to shoot threes. But they can all shoot threes. Four of the five. If Ben can shoot threes, game over. Off the bench. This is who they got off the bench now. Al Horford off the bench now. He can shoot threes. Playmaker, great. Another replacement for Embiid, fantastic. Glenn Robertson the third. He's looked all right. See as how he goes. He's jumped across a few teams. They got Matisse Thibel, which is Matisse. Yeah, Matisse is showing something. People like Ralph, his cards in the hobby, let me tell you yeah, that. Yeah, I know. They're all over him at the moment. Raul Neto as well. Alec Burks, who's a decent player from Utah. Mike Scott can shoot the ball. And then our boy, mate, big Carlo Quinn from the Knickerbockers. <laughs> Carlo Quinn. He's more of an enforcer. He's not going to do much. He's more there just to beat down on the opposition. <laughs> He's there to come in and foul late. You know, late exactly. Late in the game, they'll give him the foul instead of one of the lead players. He's there to do the hacker shack and hurt the player. Exactly right. But th- that's their team now. It's, it's actually not that bad. I've, I've even put down their schedule. Listen to this. You're telling me they're sitting at the moment. I'll tell you where Philly's sitting at the moment. We're going to do a, later in the podcast a more in-depth look at all the teams in the bubble. But this is where they're sitting, Source. They're sixth. 39 wins. They're not catching Milwaukee. They're not catching Toronto. All right? 
They're four games behind Boston in third. They're equal with Indiana in fifth, and they're two games behind Miami. They're better than Indiana. They're better than Miami. Don't know if they're better than Boston, Toronto, and Milwaukee. We reckon they can. They are. Like, if they put their best basketball forward. This is who they're playing. Indiana. Yep. Winnable. Spurs. Winnable. Washington. Winnable. Orlando. Winnable. Portland. We don't know if uh, Dame's going to play with that, uh, that bit of a scare. We don't know. Yep. Winnable. Yeah, Phoenix. Winnable. winnable. Toronto, winnable. They've got no Kawhi now. And Houston, winnable because it's small ball basketball and they've got the height, the power, the strength. They've got playmakers. They can potentially win every single... I know you can say, oh, any team can win all eight of their games. They, they should win, looking at this, six of the eight automatically. And we've got to realise, guys, what has been Philly's, one of their biggest downfalls the last two seasons? They can't win away from home. Facts. They suck. Well, there's no home. There's no away. There's a bubble. Everyone's got the same court. Everyone's got the same advantage or disadvantages, whatever you want to call it. And I just think... A lot of people have said, though, oh, but they are playing away from home. But like you just said, there's no advantage to the away team when they go travel there now. That's the thing you've got to look, uh, think about. Everyone goes, oh, yeah, but they're playing away. They're not at home. Yeah, but there's yeah, no but when you play away, fans from the other team correct. screaming at you. Correct. Logically, yeah. logic would tell you if you're playing an away game, there's a home team that has that away game. Like, it's their court. That's why. And like you said, there's no yeah. fans. It makes a there's big no difference. Fans. It makes a big difference. Like, Huge I don't difference. care what you say. And, you know, I've been listening to quite a few podcasts, you know, through the week. And ex-NBA players are saying, like, you know, we couldn't imagine what it would be like playing without fans. Like, we, we fed off the fans. You know, when we went on a run, we, we would push harder because, you know, the fans were cheering us on that hard. But, you know, how does that affect the players? Oh, it's going to be a, ment- a mental thing, 100%. Yeah. It's going to be oh. a massive test of, uh, of the mind, 100%. Not just physical because, yeah. obviously, they've got to get into game shape again. Scrimmages aren't going to get you in game shape after being off for three months. It doesn't... Let's just wake up and like, yeah. let's be Nobody, honest. Nah, it won't. But and, yeah. Yeah. We can right. touch on it again. A bit we later, can touch but on we'll it a bit later. But we'll move on. We'll move on. Um, you heard it here first. We think that Philly can go all the way, you know, with the reasons that we, we pointed out there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I reckon let's, they can do let, it. Let's, let's take it on to the next, next thought. Um, our second hot take is... Just touching on the sporting seasons at the moment and whether they have legitimacy to it. So we hear we hear the throwaway line: "Oh, this season doesn't count." You know, this season counts for nothing. You know, there's no fans. Oh, what's this? Well, let me just say: if you're a professional athlete and you're sitting there and you're rocking up to your job, your passion, what you love to do, are you going there every day, working that hard to then say, oh, I don't really care about the season? Honestly, Dom, as a professional athlete, are you, is, are you thinking that? Well, if, like, you're Golden State, if you're Golden State and you want the lottery. Yeah, if you're Golden State. Like, 
it, well, if you didn't get an invite, and they're just the trying party. to get the good picks. Don't worry about Golden yeah. State. Yeah, don't get me started on that. Golden State going to be in the true. top four next season in the West. Yeah, they're they're going to be in the top four, and they're going to be back in the playoffs. And you know, people are forgetting how good that oh, team really was without. Oh, the West is the, the West is automatically better next year. Huh. <laughs> don't be but, surprised if the NBA goes, "Oh, we're scrapping East and West." And we're just going to put the yeah, best play one. Yeah, we're just going to put the but best teams. <laughs> I'm I, I'm completely with you on that. Uh, I know you know how I feel about this, and I've I've lost my marbles. I'll try and keep it a bit together tonight, but I just I just no, don't lose understand. Them. It. Lose them. Oh, yeah. I just don't understand it. Honestly, uh, I, I I don't get it. Asterix on a season is it legitimate? Is it this? Uh, mate, I'm lost for words. This is a, this is the stupidity of people. I'm sorry, it is. You're telling me, it. I'll, I'll put it this way: it's a privilege to be a member of society and have sport. If you are not bright enough to understand the impact that not having sport had on society globally in a whole, you must be living your life with blinkers on. Oh, I'm a, as simple yeah. as that. There are it so many sport. people out there that oh. view sports as they're out. As their, their escape, as their escapism, as their you know they're invested that much in that team that when they lose the big game they cry, when they win the big game they they cry with happiness. Like you tell me something, an event that happens that you can you know a joyous event in terms of sport that can make a grown man cry, like you oh, know, 100%. yeah, like oh, Mate, you've seen it. I've seen a grown man cry, uh, you know, what was it, uh, four years ago when Western Bulldogs won the AFL Grand Final. Yeah. I've seen a grown man cry because he'd never seen his team win a Grand Final, 62-year drought, broken, and seen a grown man cry. Like, Mate, it's, that's it's, what it's, sport it's, does to people. So sport's an emotional the fact that people are going on, Yeah, that's right. And the fact that people are going on about oh, being a hashtag season and being, you know, it's not a legitimate season. That's rubbish. That's rubbish. It is rubbish. And you know, the players and the are turning thing, up. It's legitimate. 100%. I, I completely agree with you on that. And a lot of the complaints have been, oh, the standard's not great. It's not satisfactory. Or uh, the other thing, like, it's just so, it's just so frustrating. It's just, yeah, standard's no good. You know, what's the point? This and that. I'll tell you what, you were the people, first of all, to bitch and moan that we weren't going to... I'll use AFL as a really good example because we are based in Australia. AFL for anyone out there is Australian, is Australian League. Yeah, so Aussie Rules Footy, as we call it here. If you don't know what it is, look it up, mate. Just if you're look, based in America, just, yes. if you're based in America, your boy Pat McAfee, he's all over it. He's a Collingwood supporter. He knows what's going on. Yeah. But just look it up. I'll tell you what, the first thing, you'd be able to... Uh, You'd have the same exact experience as what I had. People, they played two rounds. Oh, we shouldn't have had it anyway this season. We knew COVID was out there. We shouldn't have had it anyway. All right, so these people, this is their job. Like you said, it's their job. All right, yeah. so we're just going to say, not going to go and you're not going to play. Because, you know, the AFL is not going to pay the players and not going to play the sport. So you're just saying to all these people who are employees, yep. forget about it. You're, you'll see you're redundant for a year, so you're not going to get paid. That's fine. Second thing is, shouldn't have had it, this and that. Oh, the, we, we get it back. Oh, the standard's crap. It's so low scoring. Oh, you know, it, the scores fluctuate, blah, 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 this and that. Oh, my. 
I'll tell you what, I'm ready to lose it. I'll tell you what, you're the first people to complain and bitch and moan about it. But the moment you say, oh, to that person, did you see what happened if they go for that team? Did you see what happened? Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, we only lost by 10 points. But you, you bitch and moan about watching it, but you do watch it. But if you don't watch it, you, you got the, the gourd to go out and look up the score anyway and brag about the fact that, oh, my team won and I feel good about it. Like, well, but it is... It is a privilege, mate. It is a privilege to yeah, have sport man. back. It is. Be grateful for what you have because you saw in the last three months what happens when it's taken away from you. Be grateful. I mean, How hard is it to be grateful? Do you want to know what happened? I had to follow the COVID news because I had no sports news to follow, man. And the only sports news I could follow was the Bolivian Third Division Soccer League. And now I don't care. want to follow that. Oh, mate. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you, I've said it to so many people. Uh, going into lockdown, I said it to you as well. Like this lockdown is so much better. Uh, it's not good, first of all, but from a an individual point of view, for your mental health as a person that loves sport and just mental health in general, at least we can sit down and watch sport, mate. Like the, the AFL is currently on at the moment. They've got their yep. mega fixture that's going to run. A league's back. A league's back. Soccer and EPL. APL's back. City R's got a couple games left before it wraps up. But in saying that, basketball's back. Baseball's come back. Football's going to try and come back. You know what I mean? At least we can sit down during this lockdown for us Melbournians and be like, oh, we've got sport this time. And you can cheer on your team and you can talk to your mates about it. We've got the F1s are back. I'm loving life at the moment. Like I said, just be grateful. Just be grateful. Don't, there's no asterisks on the season. Oh, We're just going to set this straight. Mate. There's no asterisks. That if the players are turning up, the coaches are turning up, they're getting paid, there's a season. Let's just look at it like that. Yeah, this yeah, is their job. That's, that's, that's what they get paid to do. You know, it's like, you know, it's like you not turning up. It's like you going to your day job, right, and not like <laughs> – and just saying, I, I don't even know where to go yeah. at this point. Like, at this point, I don't even know where I'm going, but – you get what I'm saying? Like, you can't say there's an asterisk on the season. I just, I don't get these people that are saying that. So anyone out there I'll who, tell you who's what, saying that, yeah. just shut the hell up. Like, 100%. And, and as we said, we'll leave it on this note. You might think it's an asterisk on the season, but just remember, if there's no season, you wouldn't care about sport. But once this season's done, like we said, 2020, we've had a pandemic, we've had all this stuff. It is going to be the most memorable year well, to date in your life. Hopefully we don't have any more nah, pandemics and crap and we have to go through this shit again. But you just think about it. It's the most memorable year of your life. You're going to tell your kids, your kids' kids. And I'll tell you one thing, no matter what sport, if you're a passionate follower of that sport, you're never going to forget who won the title or a championship. It's true. In this year, ever, ever. Regardless of you, if that's your, the team you support or the team you do not support, you are going to remember. And you're going to tell your kids... It's going to be like this mythical folk folklore in 50 years' time. Mate, we had a pandemic, mate, most interrupted season. The athletes in the AFL, they came back and West Coast won a flag. They put all the crap aside, all the interrupt, and they won a flag. Or LeBron won a flag, all these interruptions. 35 years old, everyone wrote him off. He effectively added another year onto his career by missing so much time. He won a title. You're never going to forget it. 
Yeah. So be yeah. grateful. Shut up and enjoy. Just enjoy. Escape. Just enjoy it like us, mate. That's what sports there for. Enjoy it. The emo- emotional roller coaster, mate. So that's it. Oh, I've got to cool down now. Fuck. Yeah. Have a, have a sip, mate. Have, oh, have, have, have a sip water. of water. Cool it down. Oh, at least we'll move into some lighter note stuff now. Anyway, so we're gonna we're now gonna go through and take Scroll you on. through some sport news around the world. So, yeah, we'll just touch on a few things, some big things that may have happened throughout the week, and then yeah. So we'll start with some AFL as we mentioned. The mega schedules kicked off, saucy. Uh, it is a massive challenge for the clubs. They're effectively some clubs. I know Collingwood. I think are playing three games in nine days. So effectively playing three rounds of footy in a week and a half. So it uh, could have major implications on the season for certain teams because obviously it's all played interstate. Some teams are going to be playing all their games effectively as a home game. Uh, and then also injuries. So your thoughts on that going into yeah. well, such a massive three weeks of sport, really, of footy. Let me let me just put it out there. Australian rules football is the most demanding sport of any sport on the body. Oh, and right? this, and we're not being biased because we're based in Australia. We're, we we ain't being biased. This is just what I've seen. Yeah, and it's, it's effectively it's, yeah American football without pads. Right. So, any of you American people out there that don't comprehend what we're talking about, it's the most difficult sport in the world in terms of what you need to bring as an athlete. You need to be able to take big hits, you need to be able to put repeat efforts, and you need to be able to run 15 to 16 kilometres a day. Right? And then the on top of players, that, you, need to have, you have to kick goals, hit targets. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's just so many things that you need to do. How I feel about it, Man, let me just tell you right now, the injuries are going to come thick and fast oh, for yeah. every I'm team. For yeah. every team. This yeah. is, this is like, I mean, I'm all for the AFL, like, trying to get the season done. But, damn, this is not going to be good for the players, man. Like, uh, I, could, uh, I, could, I could see some season-ending injuries to some players. Yeah. I can see some, like, you know, good good soft tissue injuries that aren't like four weekers, but like six to eight weekers. Yeah. You know, there's going to well, be some, yeah. some calves pulled, like the injuries are going to come, man. Like it's, I, I, you know, I still think like in talking about obviously like a season, well, for football, they had the perfect opportunity. They didn't have to, I understand geographically as a country, yeah. we're struggling at the moment, borders closed and you can only play in certain areas, but would you have been happy yourself if we said, instead of like condensing all the game and trying to finish the season quickly, we play 17 rounds instead of the conventional 23, 23 rounds? Everyone just plays each other once. We can trial it out. It is an anomaly of a they season. Should have done an, they should have done that yeah. and extended the final series. They should have yeah. expanded and then, the final series yeah. and just play each team once. Yeah, like, it was the perfect opportunity to do that. You're not going to get an opportunity like like this again. And we hope you never, honestly, we hope you never do get that this opportunity again for the fact of the matter of there was interruptions. We don't want interruptions again. So I thought it was a perfect opportunity. And I'm with you. I reckon there's going to be a lot of injuries. Like I know like 
couple off the top of my head. Uh, Michael Walt- Walters twinged the hammy at the end of the game uh, on the weekend that just passed. If I'm Fremantle and you know that there's such a big uh, road coming up with games, I'm resting him. I'm not playing him this week. Yeah. Like You're not going to take that risk. You've got five coming back this week from a, a hammy. It would not surprise me five plays this week and then he sits out. I think Freya might have actually have the bye. But it wouldn't surprise me if he plays this week and then he doesn't play for two weeks. Obviously, he misses the bye with one game, but he misses two games to get right again. I, I, the player management, this is, it's going to be a monumental task for football clubs. It's going to be yeah. unbelievable. It, the player management side of things is going to be unreal. Like, I mean, this is where your fitness coaches and all, all those sort of people are really going to earn their money. Um, fitness coaches, recovery coaches, physios and all that. They're, they're pivotable to all this. Like, I mean, it's going to be, you know, teams are going to be reluctant to put that player out the next week because they don't know, you know, if someone's a bit sore, um, maybe in a normal season where, you know, the games aren't all condensed and you aren't playing a game every, what, I think they're playing games every five days or something like that. Yeah. Each, each uh, team. No, each team. Yeah, I think it's each Yeah. Team. So, like, there's a game yeah. every day, but each team's playing yeah. a game, like, every five days. So, a five-day break is considered, you know, short. That's turnaround. way short. Like, Ray short. Six-day you know, six breaks from a Sunday to a... Well, Sunday to a... Oh, yeah, five days. Sometimes they play, yeah. Sometimes Sunday they do play, right? Friday. Um, they try to yeah. give them at least six days, but... Yeah, I, I just can't see any other way than there being injuries. Like, it's going to happen. There's yeah. always injuries regardless. I just think there's going to be more injuries um, and a lot of soft tissue wounds, man. Like, and I yeah. guess that's why they bought extended, extended, you know, lists to manage these sort of things. And I think this yeah. is where it's going to be where, where, you know, the team that's going to come out of this at the other end is the team that actually has the best list, not the best, you know, 22 players. Because, you know, yeah, there's 100%. a good chance that you're yeah. not going to be able to yeah. get your best 22 on the ground every single game. You're going to, you're going to be, you know, with, going eight, ten deep into your reserves to, to get the rotation of players and make sure that everyone's fit for the following week. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a difficult one, but at the same time, I'm excited, man. Like we're getting oh, AFL, very excited. We're getting AFL every day for 33 days. Is that right? No, 20 days. Mate, yeah. I, I was having a look. So every day for 20 days. Like, that's unbelievable. Yeah, like, you're, nothing, you're an Essendon supporter. Nothing's ever happened in this, no. like this, ever before. I, mean, I was looking at the fixture. Uh, I don't know if you've looked at Essendon's fixture because you go for Essendon yourself, but I go for North Melbourne. We're playing next Wednesday. So, sorry, this yeah, next Wednesday, a week from now. We're playing at 5.10 in the afternoon on a Wednesday. When the hell has there ever... You're like... You, <laughs> Has there been a footy game at five ten in the afternoon? Yeah. Ever. Like I'm getting oh, you finish your working day at five, you literally wrap yourself up, you sit on the on the couch, ten All minutes after you're working at work. home, you're laughing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you've got the footy on. Oh, it's, it's it's a year of the first, mate. It's gonna be massive. So uh, I mean, you, regardless, yeah, we're still happy to have the season, but I just think it's important for the for this and the clubs, especially the clubs that want to succeed this season um, to manage their players, you know, and and just get them through this period where they've jammed all the games in so they can catch up with the schedule. And then after that, let's, let's, let's hope it's smooth sailing from there. Let's hope that, um, 
you know, things can get under control a little bit around around our yeah. parts in terms of Melbourne and, and Sydney and stuff. So then um, things can get back to a little bit of normality. 100%. Couldn't agree more, mate. All right, we'll move on to uh, some F1 news. Uh, Lead the way, Doma. You're the F1 man. All I know is Dan Ricciardo, what's he transferred over? The, the Aussies transferred over to McLaren, right? No? Yeah, so he's, he's, dri- so he's driving for Renault this season. Next yeah. season, he'll be at McLaren with uh, Lando Norris, which is actually my boy. So I froth Lando, which is good. So my favourite driver... He's going to be driving with uh, my second favorite driver, which is an Aussie. So I'm very happy about that. But uh, just a bit of an update on the schedule because they released uh, three more races, uh, right. Formula One. So uh, this Sunday coming, there's, a, there's the British Grand Prix, uh, followed by uh, the 70th British Grand Prix. So they're doing a back-to-back. This is three weeks consecutively. Then the Spanish is the third week. So three weeks in a row, Spanish Grand Prix. Then they're going to have a week off. Then it goes into another three-week block, three weekends. So then we've got the Belgian GP on the 30th of August, Italian GP on the 6th, the Tuscan GP, which is also in Italy, on the 13th. Then they're going for another week break. Then they're going for another three-week block. I'm loving life. Oh, no. I'm having a look here. Oh, no. Two-week block here. I got a big excited. I thought it was about a four-week block. I was about to jump out of his seat. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fortnight block. So they're going to have the Russian GP on the 27th of September. And then, oh, then actually it's a two-week layover there. It's a bit shit. On the 11th is the German GP, 25th Portuguese, and November 1st, uh, Imola GP in Italy. So the, uh, the German, the Portuguese, and the Italian, the last one there, were all added on. Uh, Europe's in a better situation uh, globally. I know they started off terribly with the coronavirus, but uh, they've worked it out. I don't know if, if you if you haven't watched an F1 race, uh, a credit to them, uh, the way they're running the whole entire, uh, well, the organization from the top down through all the teams, all the constructors teams to the drivers. It's been fantastic. Uh, all masks are worn. Anyone in the pit crew, there's just a mask on everyone. Fantastic how they're doing it. At the end of races, they've actually got like a mini show bag. So they have it like the podium tables for first, second, and third. Each driver has their helmet stand. They go put their helmet on. And then there's like a little show bag set up by their own team, which has got a a team mask in it, whether it's the colors, if it's Ferrari, it's red, McLaren, it's orange. They've got a a towelette so they can wipe down their sweat. Then it goes straight back into the bag. Sanitizer, they're all over it. Interviews are the same as most sports. Mask on, distance away distance, from the yeah. yeah, it's just great how they're doing it. It's real. It's just a great, uh, a great show to put on in such a trying and like modified T- version. testament to the F one organization. Really. Oh, hundred so percent. They've done a great way. They've been they've able to make this happen, and and they truly oh. are a global global sport where they have to move around to different countries on the regular. So, yeah. you know, they're battling, not only they're battling travel, they're battling this, you know, pandemic and, and making yeah. it happen. Once again, as sports fans, like, I mean, I'm not the biggest F1 fan, but I will sit down and watch the F1. Um, you know, we're thankful that they're making it happen at the end of the day. Oh, 100%. So. In, in some other stuff there as well, like we did announce three new races onto that schedule. They actually cancelled three 
three races completely. So they got rid of the United States Grand Prix gone, Brazilian Grand Prix gone, and I'm pretty sure the Chinese Grand Prix is gone. Uh, obviously, China probably doesn't want any risk of it coming back into the country. And America and Brazil, Brazil is shocking at the moment for their, yeah. Yeah, their spread man. and even the same as, as America. So it's good that they've got some races in there and it's, they've done a great job, like you said. Great, a good testament to the organization. Just the, an update as well on the World Championship standings. Uh, Hamilton is first. No surprise there. In the no surprise. Yeah, followed by Botas. He's his uh, teammate in a Mercedes. So 63 and 58, he's five ahead. Then from third to, to first, he's uh, 30 points ahead of Max Verstappen of the Red Bull Racing Team. Uh, Lando Norris in fourth with 26. Albon for Red Bull, 22. Perez for Racing Point on 22. Leclerc for Ferrari, 18. Stroll Racing Point, 18. Signs McLaren, 15. And Vettel for Ferrari on nine. Just before I wrap up on the F1, a bit of interesting news came out of the Ferrari camp. Uh, they don't reckon that they're going to be competitive till 2022. So I don't know what I'm doing with my other, my other boy that I love, Leclerc. Uh, I'm just going to have to sit back and watch him struggle for a couple of years, I guess. So yeah, that's it. That's it. For what's me. happened to Ferrari? They used to be a powerhouse. Oh mate, I don't know. They used to be happened. an absolute powerhouse. They're they're just, they've just, oh, I don't know. They dropped the ball. They were they were good towards the end of last season. I don't know what's happened this year. Like the engine just isn't right. I don't know their their setup. I, I don't know what's happening there, mate. I've like, heard word that they're year, doing modifications. Like everyone's going to have some sort of similar engine. Yeah, so ne- yeah, next yeah next year is like a kind of like an equalization for the teams. There's exit. It's kind of like a salary cap for every team. Okay, they keep it more competitive. And it's it just worries me at the fact that Ferrari, like you said, the powerhouse, mate. That I mean, surely for salary cap, Ferrari should have the most money, you know. Oh well, no, what? No, even if with the cap, you should think with their technology, they should be good enough within the parameters of money. That's right. Mercedes are too good. They'll be dominant again next year. Uh, Mercedes make some of the best best engines in the world for. For the like their AMG cars and stuff, and that's just literally getting put into a F1 car just on an extremely higher level, and it's just the performance is ridiculous, and that's why they'll keep winning. And not for anything, the driver does make a difference. There's a lot to driving than just just your car. As much as everyone thinks he's got the best car to win, Hamilton's a great driver. So I'll touch on Hamilton in a. Yeah, we'll talk about him in a few weeks. Yeah, because he's he's coming up. He's he's coming up to a few Michael Schumacher records that he's going to potentially. I mean, he's chasing him and he's going to surpass them. Don't worry about that. Like, hundred percent. You know, he's he's like, you know, like we remember Schumacher as we were growing up. You know, ten, eleven, twelve. We just seen Schumacher win race after race after race. Hamilton's like that the Schumacher of this generation where you just see him win race after race after oh. race. And what, how many titles has, has he won? He's won like... I should, know, I should know the answer. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know the answer, but I just know there's a lot. The good thing is, mate, I'll get that. We'll, we'll move on to the APL news. Let's you kick on. that off. I'll get that. Let's, let's move on to sort of a bit of football coverage. Okay. Football, soccer. soccer. <laughs> um... As we all know, EPL, Liverpool won the title, um, dominated the league. There's 
it was wasn't even a contest this season. Um, you know, I chucked up on the socials a little question. You know, is Klopp the best manager? You know, so some would think at this point in time, you know, over the last 18 months, yeah, Klopp is the best manager. Like, I mean, he's won a Champions League, he's won a exactly. Premier League, and he's uh, they're still in the Champions League, correct? So, yeah, they're still in. Yeah, so they could still win another Champions League, and that potentially he's won two Champions League and a Premier League in 18 months, like, you know, or, you know, 18 months, two years. He's, he's the best coach at the moment. Like, he's most yeah, successful. 100%. Um. And just the way his team plays is just unbelievable. Like, you yeah. Know, I, 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 honestly, I can't believe I'm saying this as a Manchester United supporter, and I absolutely hate Liverpool with a passion. But my God, what a what a squad! But they've done a phenomenal effort. Yeah, Made the turnaround. Yeah, yeah, great. that's right. Like, and it and it's not. It Tip didn't happen overnight. Like, oh, you know, no. they bought in Cop, and as an Arsenal fan, I'm a bit salty about this because there was words that we wanted to get in, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Arsenal board didn't wasn't ready to move on for Arsene Wenger, but then twelve months later they were happy to move on. Why didn't they get rid of him twelve months earlier and get Klopp? I don't know. Well done to Liverpool for paying the man. You know, one hundred percent as one of the top be, top three best managers in the world. Um, and as you can see, he's bought the success. You know, he he bought the players. He, he found the young talent. You know, he found the Alexander Arnold. He found the uh, Robinson on the left. Um, he bought in Salah. He, he bought in uh, Mane. Uh, who else did he bring? He got rid of Coutinho, had to make the hard call, you know, got the he money and then use that, that, use that money to get Van Dyke. Right? Wow. So he bought in the Enough players. You can't say that what Klopp has done overall as a manager, and that goes, from, you know, from start from him getting there the first day to now to this point where his team's won two titles. It's been unbelievable. Like, not unbelievable, but believable to the point where Klopp's a gut. You know, I, I, I put this all, a lot it, of this on his shoulders. And, and Yeah, and it's a, it's a culture thing as well that he brought yeah, from Dortmund. That's right. Mate, his team at Dortmund was young. And the cult... Took them they to were Champions competitive, League finals. Bro. Exactly. Took them to Champions League finals. Oh, they, couldn't mean, get over the, they couldn't get over the hump and beat Bayern Munich, but Bayern Munich's Bayern Munich. That's right. It's Apple they couldn't get over the hump and beat them in the league, you know? Yeah. But, so... Did he take them to Dortmund to places like, and then he's inherited a bit more experience, and he's brought in experience, and then he's got youth there, like you said. With but Arnold. unfortunately for Dortmund, he had to move on because he yeah, was in yeah. a predicament at Dortmund where whenever he'd get a good player or scout a good player, it would just get bought by Bayern Munich. So there's no chance for him to succeed to that next level because Bayern Munich would just buy his best players. Yeah. Right, because they uh, Bayern Munich still owns Dortmund because Dortmund was in like financial troubles. I think this is the how the history goes. Someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is how it goes. And that's why you always see Bayern buying Dortmund's players. So that's why Klopp had to move on, and he moved on to the next stage. And you know, he's we've seen it. what he can do when he's got the backing of a club, when he's got the backing of his players, and his game plan is. You know, it it's holds up against the best in the world, oh, and that's just facts. Um, it is. I mean, well done to Jamie Vardy for winning the Golden Boot, though. You know, yeah, great, great form by him. Very he good effort well. by Jamie Vardy. You know, everyone forgot about this man who who absolutely dominated what three oh. seasons ago when when yeah. Leicester won the title, and he's come back to some of his best form this season, which. We all know he's capable of, and, and let's hope for England he can keep going and, and, and lead on to the next Euros and World Cups because I think he could be a pivotal player for them um, 
is he going oh, forward? If you don't know his story, uh, I can't recall it verbatim right now, but just go up and 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 read up on it, mate. He was literally down oh, yeah. in the gutters, mate. I mean, what, he's, he's going to write an autobiography to... one day, and, oh. and it's definitely going to be a must read, man. From from a fourth league, fourth division league football player to Premier League top goal scorer twice plus Premier League champion. champion. You tell me that ain't you tell me that ain't a story. Like yeah, that, oh, it's commitment. Yeah. Right it's there. commitment, it, and man, to, testament to the man. Like Vardy is, he's shown that he's top class once again. Oh, 100 percent. And that, and we'll move on. Like uh, De Bruyne won EPL Playmaker. Yeah. Uh, Klopp was coach of the season, clearly. Yeah. Uh, and then the Golden Glove went to Edison. Uh, also, we had some resulting games that changed a few things. Manchester United beating Leicester. Move them to third. So United back playing Champions League football. I'm very happy about that. Uh, Chelsea finished fourth after beating Wolverhampton and Leicester fifth. Not the best situation for Leicester, but they will play Europa League football. It's better than playing no European football. So, uh, well, I mean, then. don't worry. I'm all too familiar at the moment. There's Arsenal who do too well this season. Nice, nice eighth. Yeah. Maybe we can actually focus on one league next year and do well in it instead of, you know, what's happened over the last five years where we were always in Champions League, Europa League, and we can't do nothing in any of it. Would you Would you be surprised if I said to you, uh, it's probably not likely going to happen? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, oh, we'll, we'll shift to us. Uh, Let me just say this. Uh, when we've still got Mustafi and David Louise at centre-back. We ain't going anywhere. Let me just put that out there. We ain't going anywhere. David Louise. <laughs> All right, David. Lu- heard, David washed up Luis. Let me just put that heard, out there. David heard, uh, washed up Luis. He sucks. Big... He's been kicked out of how many big clubs because he oh, sucks. Man. We need to kick Pear, him out as well. I heard that uh, Per Metasak is coming back to play centre back for you next season. <laughs> That's in- might as well put him up as <laughs> <a> striker. <laughs> Get Lord Bentner back. <laughs> Oh, mate. Uh, we'll move oh. on to some CR news. Uh, Juventus took out their 36th Scudetto title, ninth in a row. Uh, they are the most winningest club in the Serie A. Most successful. Yep. Uh, and most successful. Uh, they are double, well, they are the combined total of, prim- of titles of AC Milan and Inter Milan. So they've won 18 each, and they are sitting second and third, respectively. That is unbelievable stuff. Uh, We'll touch on this a bit further on, you know, in a future podcast, Saucy, but, you know, my boy, Ronaldo, you know, I fell in love with him. You love him from his United days. Oh, mate, I tell you what, still remember, I still remember early, early uh, primary school days. Uh, I think I was probably in about year five. My grandfather, he said to me, old Italian man, you know, he, he stayed up. This is when VHS recording for the games, mate. I don't know if your kids even know what a VHS is anymore. But he recorded. He's a Chelsea supporter, and this man went out of his way to record Chelsea games just so he could watch Ronaldo play. That says something, man. He's Record like, Man United games. <laughs> no, he recorded Chelsea games so he could watch Man United live. Like that's what that's what I'm saying, Ronaldo. Oh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He oh, wouldn't right. even watch his own team. He wouldn't even watch his own team. 
just so controversial. Anyway, he said to me, Dom, you've got to watch this man. Anyway, I'm in love with him. You might think I'm a bit biased, but as we say on this show, we've got the facts. So that's all that matters. Got the facts. I'm going to read the a few... Covers, we've got the facts. We, we bring okay. the heat. L- listen to this. If, if, if you listen to this, uh, I know we're starting up. We might not have many people listening, but if you go back and you listen to this as our first, uh, first podcast and you hear this stuff, and if you want to in the future... In, in our future podcast or down the track, even just tweet us or DM us or give your opinion. I'm happy to debate you on it, mate. I'm happy to bring it back to a future podcast and debate. But listen to this. Ronaldo this season has Here become... Here we go. Here we go. Bring it to me, Doma. First Juve player to score 25 league goals in 60 years. Number one. Number two. First player to score 50-plus goals in Serie A. La Liga and the EPL. Just wait a minute. I still got a couple more. You might think, oh, we finished there. No. He is now the highest Portuguese scorer in Serie A, La Liga, and the EPL. No, I got another one. He's only he's only one of four men to score 30 goals in this Serie A since 1958. Right. That's not bad. Have you got the other members of that list? I do not have that. Uh, the other members, but well, make a note there. Write that down. We're going to get that. Uh, we're going to get that info. All right, all right. Put that right. down. We'll get that info. We'll bring it back to the people. We'll put it up on yeah, our socials. Will. Say the list, we'll, the illustrious list that he that he sits with. And this is my favourite one. All right. Just remember what city are most notorious for in its history as a league defense. Listen to this one. Fastest player ever, ever. To score 50 Serie A goals. Shevchenko, and we know how good Andre Shevchenko is. He was a gun back in the day. He was the fastest. I think he did it in 76 games. He beat him by six games. And guess 70 what? 70 games. Yeah, and guess what? I'll tell you another funny thing. There's still two games left in the freaking season. Who is this person? He's not even real. Anyway, that's... that's he, right, He's the epitome of Benjamin Button, isn't he? Oh, he gets he's better as he gets older. It's, it's literally watching LeBron in the soccer form and watching the soccer form in the basketball form. The older they get, the better they're becoming. It makes no sense. They should be finished by now, surely. On the decline. No. Yeah. Freak. Absolutely. I love it. Mate. Bang. Nothing more to say There's about the, the man. There's the facts. Nothing more. He just blows me away every time, that man. He's, he's just a freak. So, uh, we also had some transfer news. Uh, so, some interesting stuff talking about Liverpool. Lalana and Lovren both have left the part of the club. So, Lalana went to Brighton uh, and Lovren went to Zenit St. Petersburg. So, you would have thought with two players leaving, they might try and get some players in. So, a bit of a watch his space I mean, there as well. Yeah. They, they, yeah. They're going to need to get some players in. I Might mean, just be some role player guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think they need to flip the squad up too much. No, no, no. You know, you, you've done well in the last 80 months. You'll just get a couple of third players. I'm sure Klopp is a very, very smart manager. He would have had his eye oh. on a couple of young guys. You know, 100%. some guy. You know, he spent the big money over the last, what, 12 months. He's probably got, a, you know, his eye on a few guys that are, you know, around about that. I reckon 30 to 50 mil, not too much, but just going to be a nice addition to the bench and, you know, yeah. just bolster the squad. Um, Real Madrid, La Liga, got the win. 
Was it 38 games played? 38 games. Massive. Massive stuff. Uh, Dang, that, think, that's huge, man. Like, I think Ronaldo uh, leaving, you would, yeah. you would have thought maybe potentially, you know, they, how they're going to bounce back. Um, but, as yeah, and, and, yeah. Hazard's moved well, over. The fun, well, the funny thing about Hazard is um, he actually came out and said, and, well, he said it, and he just verified the fact of everything that everyone watching him was thinking. So he actually said he reckons he played the worst season of his career. Yeah. And they still won the title. And I'm not going to disagree with that. What's that say? Like everyone says, oh, they got the players, they got the player, they got this. And I'll tell you one thing, we're talking about coaches. Zinedine Zidane, I know he won three Champions Leagues and everyone said, oh, well, you know, you just inherited a team. He hasn't got Ronaldo anymore. Everyone said, oh, Ronaldo won in this, Ronaldo won in that. Like titles, like league titles, not champion. He hasn't proven that yet without Ronaldo, the Champions League stuff, but league titles too. Maybe the guy can coach. Some respect on his name. I don't know. I mean, he's one of the all-time greats. He did deliver one of the best headbutts of all time in the World Cup. (laughs) And it wasn't even for goal. (laughs) Talk about a brain snap. Oh, lost his marbles. But what a man. He's actually my favourite player. I'm just having a geese at... um, their squad, yeah. I mean, there's nothing here that says, you know, that they can't do it again next season. Like, No, but, but the thing as well about managers. And I mean, one thing I will give it culture. is Benzema did step up this season with 21 goals. Like, that's that's key. Yeah. Like, that is key. Um, they've got... But, cultures are massive though, Source, and you know that. So, it's yeah. like, if you've got gun players in your team with egos, it could be a lot harder to coach a team with those types of players, then a, a Leicester but, City, You know what? I, I think Zidane's the man for that because... I reckon he is too. You're, I you're, speaking, he had a bit you're of a, speaking to a man that's done everything, that's accomplished he's everything. It. He's done it yeah. all. Like, yeah, as a player, he would have their respect as a player. You know what I mean? Like, he's on their... He's on their le- when if he's playing days, he's on their level. Better. You know, he's one of the top 10 players to ever walk the planet. Oh, he's better. Anyone who wants to dispute that, like, I mean, we can come up oh. with a top 10 list for all we'll you guys. Um, we'll we'll come it. up with one in the future. Like, I mean, we we'll might be biased it. to what players that we've seen over our oh, lifetime, we'll but we're going to, you know, we might get some uh, more opinion on some people who, from people who have watched some of the players yeah. before our time. Um, but you can't argue that we'll he's, in that, he's in that frame, he's in that, you know, he, he's in that space, that top 10. And when you've got that aura about you, you know, those players want to give you respect. You know, you, you've, you've done it all. So to them, they're like, oh, I'm going to listen to this guy. Like, he's, he's really done it all. I mean, the only one who's having trouble is Gareth Bale, but, like, he's still there. He's got a, he can't complain. Anyway, he's got another championship. So, you know, like, he just sits on the bench and gets paid. And he, 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 he played 16 games this season. He scored two goals. Is um, in all honesty, he's wasted his career uh, sitting around. Yeah, I mean, he should have he should have stayed in the Premier League. Now, I, like, I know United inquired about him for a few seasons now, wanting him to come play, and he's happy. He's content where he is. He doesn't want to leave. But mate, when he plays, he's a pleasure to watch. So I'd prefer to put on a show for your fans and for the supporters around the globe and sit on a bench and fall asleep like we saw bloody a couple of weeks ago, putting the mask over his face and being no, idiots. What an absolute lemon. Absolute that's lemon. A, that's what and I And we'll just quickly touch 
Bundesliga, like Bayern's won that again, so there's no no um, no surprise there. What they've won it five years in a row or something like that. It's just oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That league's really, you know, it's Bayern's to lose every year, pretty much. So pretty um, much. No, it is. Yeah, we we would go more in depth on it if there was if there was to go more in depth on, but like. You know, Bayern had Nothing such good. a bad start to the season. They sacked their coach and then they turned around and won the league walk here by 13 points. Just lazy, what, <laughs> four games? It's a lazy four, yeah. four games. Piece of piece. And then piece we'll just touch on your mate getting injured or killing Mbappe. Yeah. I know you put some stuff out on the socials about Atalanta today. I'll tell you, that if he doesn't play... Nice. Yeah, sneaky, sneaky chance for Atalanta. Yeah, like I mean, the um, Champions League's coming up. We'll do we'll do a little preview in a in a pod to come, um, talking about you know Champions League and, and reviewing it and stuff. Yeah, so that's um, back on the seventh of August, the Champions League. So yeah, that's 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 what I was just looking up right there. So seventh yeah. of August for that, and then back. and then Premier League is starting again on the twelfth of September. Which is awesome. So, less than fifty days from when it finishes at the back. So seventh of August. Seventh of August, I think Champions League. Well, let me have a easier. Uh, I think next Thursday. Oh yeah, I've got here fourteenth. Oh, maybe they pushed it. Maybe I'm wrong. There's a first 13th. for everything. I've got here thirteenth. Atalanta oh, no. PSG. Oh, okay. This is coming from Soccerway.com. So unless Soccerway.com is wrong, yeah, um, they wrong. <laughs> And then, then the last thing. Oh, there you go. And then oh. the last thing was the Ballon d'Or being cancelled as well, which was massive. So they won't be crowning a definitive best player in the world for 2020, which um, a lot of people saying that Robert Lewandowski from Bayern uh, would have been tipped to win it. So unfortunate for him. I mean, that's a bit stiff. Yeah, it is stiff. It may honestly, it may have been his only chance of winning it ever. You don't know. He just was. He played some rare. He's a gun player, but he played out of his skin this season. So he's just unlucky, I guess. So I don't know. So that's our, that wraps up our uh, sport news around the world, mate. Uh, I know we've been gone for a while. I know that a lot of people. We'll be anticipating uh, Saucy's Smokey coming up towards the end of the show, but we will quickly get through our uh, NBA restart review. So we'll touch on that. We'll try and get through it as quick as possible because we don't want to go for four hours as much as we'd love to talk sport for four hours. But uh, we'll go through each team. Uh, a couple of them are the buy, so we don't need to spend much time on them. <laughs> you just run it from top to bottom, and I'll just give you my truthful opinion on some of these things. Oh, we'll start with the East then. All right, we'll get straight into it. We'll start with the East. So we'll go. Obviously, we'll go in alphabetical order. You're lucky. Boston's first, so we can have a bit of a discussion. Uh, one thing, take note: Kemba Walker day to day with his knee. Um, right. There. I'll give you the, the schedule as well. And, Source, you can give a bit of your opinion on it. So, they've got uh, Milwaukee, Portland, Miami, Brooklyn, Toronto, Orlando, Memphis, Washington is their eight-game lineup. So, third in the, in the East. 
they're looking very good. Yeah, they're looking good. Like, I mean, I, yeah, I um, didn't think much of Boston at the start of the season. And I think a lot of people didn't, you know, when they were having a bit of troubles, a bit of, con- um, you know, continuity issues. But, you know, they put it together and then they made a nice run. And, and Tatum really showed that he was bringing his game to the next level. Um, and all that work he was putting in, in the offseason was really paying off, was sort of doubting where he was at and where he was going in his uh, career. But let me just tell you, the sports card hobby ain't doubting where he's going in his career well, because his cards well, have gone absolutely bananas. Absolutely well, bananas. Like, I mean, they've gone up like ridiculous amounts. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of that team, you know, you, it really it weighs on um, – I wouldn't say it weighs all on Tatum's shoulders, but I think he's going to shoulder quite a bit of a responsibility. You've got to – few other good players around there. But I just think for Boston to take that next step and, and, and get to the Eastern Conference Finals again and potentially get to the finals, it's gonna be how well their role players step up. Like it's gonna be how well it's gonna be how well the Jalen Brown steps up. because um, it seems as though Tatum's you know Tatum's been he's being con- being considered man. in Boston he's the man, as that, the man. Right, he he's being, he's getting the most touches of the ball, you know, most shots. Um, you know, they like to play through him. He's improved his playmaking a hell of a lot. Let me just say, yeah. his, his playmaking has improved a heap of a lot. Um, he's also not settling for as many jumpers. He really likes to try get to the rim, especially early on in a game, uh, which is like pivotal to like a successful game. When you see some of the the best players, they'll really try get their rhythm going early, getting to the rim getting to the line, you know, getting touches of the ball early, seeing the ball go through the net. And then once that happens, you just see the flow-on effect of, yeah. um, you know, seeing the ball go in yeah. the basket. It's it's such a, you know, cliche thing to say, but you see it so happens so many times in, in basketball. Player, you know, struggling, can't hit a shot, um, comes out of the game, goes back into the game, different mindset. He's not taking the jump shot, decides he's going to get to the – gets a rack, gets a tough layout. The next time down, gets down, draws a foul, sees the ball go through the net. Then all of a sudden, five minutes later, he scored 10 points in five minutes. He's absolutely hot. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be how the role players step up. And and that's that's finals basketball. That's playoff basketball. You know, you need your role players. But I'm interested to see where Tatum's at. You know, we've seen he can do it in his yeah. rookie year, that he can be the man. So... I mean, there's no doubt that he should have more confidence in his ability now in his third season and what he's done this season up to this point. So I'll just be interested to see how they how they go through and uh, you know how just I'll just I'll just be interested to see how how Boston fares, man. Like I mean, Brad, I, yeah, Brad I, Stevens runs a good system. Down yeah, there he runs well. a good system. Um, it seems it seems like it's working better. I think it was better to get Kyrie out the door. And uh, the team that they've got 100%. now seems to be working a hell of a lot better. The chemistry seems a lot better. Um, yeah, I like speaking. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind Boston. I don't look too much into these schedules, especially with those yeah. higher ranked teams, because at the end of yeah. the day, and as I've said earlier in the take, they're in a bubble. There's no real home court or away court. Yeah. They're in a bubble. Everyone's got the same advantage or disadvantage. You play on the you play, there's no crowd, there's no home and away crowd. So the way I look at the seeds, I'm not going to look too much into that 
sort of business. Like, I mean, a it lot, might, yeah, a it lot might of affect the, them in terms of being able to get out of the first round and second round. Yeah. But at the end of the day, to be the best, you've got to beat the best. 100%. And a lot of these teams like Milwaukee, Toronto and Boston in the uh, East and then uh, Los Angeles, uh, so Lakers, Clippers and Nuggets in the West uh, I know it's it's closer in the West, but they're more just like it's just getting their team right and their system right. Yeah, coming it's, back. It's literally just restart. match fitness. Like it, it, more, it is. It it's really more is. about you know running the plays and potentially you know they might test a few things and give those bench players a few more minutes and just see you know who's ready to take their moment. Um, yeah, yeah. I just, well, you mentioned. I, I wouldn't you, read too much into those top. Top seeds, like I mean, some yeah. of the games where the Lakers towards the end, like I think they'll just try and win their first two or threes, and they hundred percent secure a top spot. Yeah, and then from there, I can't see LeBron playing they'll two cruise. minutes and yeah. AD playing too many minutes. They'll just yeah. rest up. They want them cherry. And right. same, same with Bucks. Like I mean, Gian, I wouldn't expect Giannis to play heap of minutes, but I wouldn't expect him to sit out the whole game. Like I, you know, maybe twenty minutes of the game or something like that, fifteen minutes. Yeah. Um, but he'll get well, out you mentioned you mentioned Kyrie before. We'll move on to his uh, new team that he's not a part of at the moment in the bubble. Uh, I don't think uh, you're going to have much to say about uh, the Brooklyn Nets, are you, Sauce? Have... Brooklyn Nets, until KD steps on that team, are absolutely not worth my breath talking about. Let's just, let's just move All on. Right. So, so we're going to Indiana. Uh, they did lose the Mantis Sabonis. He's left yeah, the bubble. Plantar fascia, so, he'll be out for the yeah. rest of the season, back next season. That's a big loss. Um, so they lost him and they got Depot back. Victor yeah, they got Depot, Depot so. back. But, you know, I've heard talks that, you know, does Depot want to come back? Will he potentially yeah. maybe not play because there's really no chance of him actually getting anywhere? Like, I mean, yeah, if, well, you well, have a, if you have you've a lost look, a 20 and 10 guy. Yeah, you ha- you've, you've lost you've, you've lost your best player of the season, That's, and he could play. And he plays defense. Yeah, you've lost your best player of the season. He's right? genuinely a gun. Yeah, right. I, I think he, there's a lot of improvements in Monte Sabonis. Like I mean, 100. Um, I know of, I know of uh, someone who I speak to on on um, Instagram and regularly was actually buying quite a few of his cards in preparation for him to potentially have a good game within within the playoffs or do something well and see see his card prices go up. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen because he's well, got injured. Yeah. But um, the guy is only 21, stand to be corrected, 21, 22. So he is young, 20 and 10, you know, putting up 20 and 10 stat line. Still doesn't shoot the three, but doesn't have the ugliest jump shot. And I can definitely mm-hmm. see in the next two to three seasons, him definitely developing a corner three because he can take that mid-range shot and his jumper looks quite nice. Um, lefty, bit different. Like, I mean, I think he's one to watch going forward in terms of the big man. That, he averaged, that, before the injury, he averaged well, eight and a half and 12.4 boards. So he's, he's had a, a gradual from his rookie season. It's, it's his fourth season. Uh, he averaged six when he started. He's 11 and a half, 14.1 and eight and a half. So gradually getting better. Yeah, that's all you can ask, man. He's only, he's only 23. So he's only 23. So, there you go. Watch this I mean, space on him. He's, he's so. still definitely got another 10 years in the league, man. And if he develops, that, if he develops that three-point shot, he's going to be in the league for a while to come. So I wouldn't worry about um, Pacers fans. I'd just worry about getting him back and, and um, you know, trying to push towards next season. Because if, if you do 
do okay. That East isn't isn't that the packed. East is open. You know, no, he the can, East is he open. Play playoffs for the rest of his career. Yeah, if you could play. Career. That's right. You can definitely play playoffs in for the, the next season to come. And and once you're in the playoffs, you don't know what happens, especially if you've got a healthy boss. So, exactly um, right. all right, let's move on. Let's move on. So we'll move on to my boys, the Heat, with the my heat. mate Jimmy Buckets. With Jimmy the buckets, buckets, baby. We love Jimmy Buckets here. He is a favorite. And the big Bam Adebayo as well. We love him. So, yeah. That, give us your thought honestly, on your team. Give us your thought on your honestly, team. What's, oh, what's your honest honestly, opinion? And I'll, I'll give you what I feel. Honestly, uh, it's a, it's pr- practically a role-playing team. Really, it is. It, 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 it's a solid squad. They're playing to Spolsher's system. They have role-players that uh, do their job exceptionally well. That, that's pretty much the team. The team is practically revolves around uh, Buckets and obviously Bam, who's take, taken leaps and bounds this season as the center. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Dragic coming off the bench. Let me just tell you, there's uh, people hiring him in the hobby. Yeah, 100%. They I, love, I, I can they see love why. Bam I, I can see him. why. He's a gun. He's an absolute gun. But... I'll tell you what, one thing about the Heat, which is severely under... Well, it's not... Well, it's severely underrated because maybe the stats don't show it, but there's a lot of shooters in this team. A yeah. lot of shooters. You, well, you got Duncan Robinson, you got Tyler Hero, you got Nunn. He's taken threes. Myers Leonard. Myers Leonard's been Leonard. injured. But yeah, but Leonard, like, I mean, you got that stretch. Um, Jimmy Buckets can hit the three. Iguodala can hit the three. Jay Crowder can hit the three. Uh, I don't know why Haslam's still on the team. He's just there for moral support. But nice coach. <laughs> well, the only chance the Heat have of winning absolutely anything is if Kali Olenek gets on the floor and pulls a couple shoulders out of some uh, sockets every single game. <laughs> that is the only chance. Oh, the man. It's, the mere yeah. cost of the Bonner title, maybe it can cost the rest of the league a tie. Anyway, we'll move on. Miami, we got a pretty. No, I mean, uh, they, to me, they're they're my smoke in the East, man. I, I can see them, you know, causing an upset. Um, can I see them winning the title? I'm not so sure. But and that's got Scott, yeah. and that's just got more down to do with just the inexperience and and you know, yeah, the, the, the playoffs in the playoffs, whether you like it or not, teams play harder. Right. Yeah, it's hard. First of all, the whistle gets the whistle gets the whistle. put away. There's less ticky touch fouls, and you just got to show you like you just got to have that wit and real uh, will and and just play through contact and. Hundred percent. I mean, you don't know how they. You've got a lot of first year players on there. You know, Duncan Robinson, none. I mean, Kendrick albeit Nunn. they're older, but you know that is their rookie season. Hundred um, percent. You know, Tyler Hero, and so I mean. I just don't know how they're going to fare, but I couldn't. I could see them getting out of the first round. I mean, who they predicted to to take on the first round? What? Paces, uh, Indiana. Yeah. Paces. I can well, definitely but, see. But, yeah, potentially they're only two games behind Boston and five behind okay. Toronto. So they've actually got some to play. So we 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 don't really know. So um, but I can see. I can I, definitely see them beating the Paces. It'll be an interesting matchup if somehow they they're yeah. versing the Philly. They're versing Philly up here. If I'm a Heat man, I'd rather verse Indy. I don't want to be playing, like we said, our dark horse, mate. I don't well, want him playing Philly. Of course you want to play Indy. They've just lost a bonus. They're 20 and 10. Exactly. The big man of 
you know, best big man of the year on the year. Yeah, and Big Bam is going to hopefully go to work. Anyway, we'll move on. We've got the Bucks. Well, touted to be one of the, well, the favourite to win the East. Yeah. And, uh, well, second, second favourite probably to win the title or third favourite behind Lakers or Clippers or whichever way you want to do it. I mean, so, whatever, whatever, what do you want to put it in? Like, people have been talking about those three teams all season. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're the they top three, they're the popular picks that everyone puts. Yeah, put. um, the punters, you know, they like that one. They like those your three. boy, your boy, big Dante DiVincenzo, your mate. You hey, love him. Don't sleep on DiVincenzo, all right? All you out there, I've been buying Dante DiVincenzo. Save it, no, save it, save it. It could be a for a while. For a, oh, it, Man, it's not a smoky because I was buying prison silvers for ten dollars and fifteen dollars. Now they're freaking fifty, sixty dollars. Right? It's not a smoky what. anymore. It's a smoky when they're I ten and fifteen dollars. I, I laughed at you, and I, I have since apologised for laughing at you. And uh, I may have, I don't know, hung a lot of shit on you for buying Dante. Did I did? You made me eat my words. I did apologise. He's going to be their starting point guard next year. He's, he's going man. to be their starting point guard next year. He's better than Bledsoe. Anyone out there who wants to dispute that, come dispute it with me. He's better than Bledsoe. <laughs> you heard it here first. Bring him up. The only thing I'm going to say about Milwaukee, uh, I'll just touch on it, is Chris Middleton. He is Giannis's number two. Yeah. That's his Robin. Yeah. I've got concerns him saying he didn't touch a ball for three months, first of all. That's the first thing I have concerns about. Second of all, he's shown that He's been paid a lot of money, but can he like talk the talk? Is he a with true second Dommer? No, he's not. Like, I, I, honestly, the spotlight's been put on him a few times. In my, in my opinion, in my he opinion, hasn't delivered. He's an awesome third. If he was a three in a team, like if you got, LeBron, we'll put it this way: there was talks like Middleton was going to go to the Lakers. If he was playing three. As we like to say, well, I'm going to be, I'm not going to even say it because I don't want to be politically incorrect. You got Batman, Robin, and we'll just say, I don't know, Alfred. I'm going to call him Alfred for the sake of not, I don't want to be sexist. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he, he'd be an Alfred. He'd be an Alfred in that. First part, and we're already worried about this rubbish. Jeez, the world. Nah, all right, so, so he's Batgirl. He's Batgirl. I'll just say it. Fuck it. Uh, so you got. If there was a Batman Robin and a Batgirl, he'd be Batgirl in that team. Like in, in a Lakers team. And he'd be able to really, really push. Honestly, if the Lakers had Chris Middleton, I reckon I'd boost their percentage on winning the title. You know what I mean? If they had him. I don't know. Right, let's just, let's just out of 15 games last season in the playoffs, he scored 20 points only five times. There was a few. There was a few games. I'm looking at stats right here. This That's is playoffs right. last year. Playoffs last year, had, right? He, no, he, he had that big game. He shot 44. I'm pretty sure. He, I'm pretty sure he shot a 30. No, so his, his highest was 30 points. Oh, 30. Well, there you his go. Highest was 30 points against Toronto. When they got okay. what they got swept against Toronto? No, they didn't get swept. Six games. They won the first two at home, and I'm then shot 40. And then they struggled. Maybe that was. Yeah. He, sh- he shot 30 points. That was his biggest game of the playoffs last year in. Uh, what was that game? Was that game four against Toronto? No, oh, so he it, shot was, 30 it was points. a big game, but yeah, it was a big game. But like, I mean, other than that, what game did he turn up to? He didn't turn up. 
Like all the, all the whole series against Toronto, the whole series, right? Let's. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you his points total for that whole series. Eleven points, twelve points. That's in their wins, right? Nine, thirty-six, fourteen. All right. That's now give me now give me Giannis's stats. This this is where. This is the discrepancy. You, you, this is where we see it. This, this is the, honestly, like we say, the facts. This is the facts. This is what we're trying to say. He's not. He's not a two. He's a three. Yeah. He's a three. He's like a Chris Bosh in a in a great team. And in saying that, Chris Bosh is still ten times better than him. So, yeah. Chris Bosh Hall of Famer. We're, we're, we're going to talk about Chris Bosh. We'll we'll dedicate a segment to that man. All right. Let me just let me just go on here. Right. Giannis, like he had one game, one real bad game against Toronto. But yeah, yeah, he got destroyed by Kawhi. Yeah, he got destroyed, game. but his games against Toronto was 24 points, 30 points. That was in their wins. Third game got annihilated, only scored 12 points. Killed. But then 25 yeah. points, 24 points, and 21 points, right? But but those are, the, those are the games. Those games where he is shooting 12 points are the games where your number two takes the load and he puts up the 30 points. Yeah, but not even that. He did. You know, Chris Middleton in that game, I think it's. A, I think that's the game. that game? He shot, he shot 30. Is it? Oh, no, sorry, it wasn't that game. In that game. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't in that game. I stand oh, to be correct. In that game, when he shot 12, Chris Middleton stepped up with an amazing nine points. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are now going to move on because uh, I think we've just... I mean, so that's, where the, that's where the issue lies within this. And I've always said, you know, any playoff run, go back. I don't care what you say. LeBron doesn't win that championship without that big shot with Ray, from Ray Allen to save him. Um, you know, MJ, anyone watch the, the, the last dance? Steve Kerr had the big shot to save him. Like, every great player needs their role players. And 100%. that's just facts, right? If, can Chris Middleton be that second? No. You know, I think I think the Bucks overall have that have the role players around that, the bench and everything. But it's Chris Middleton, man. Like if he's supposed to be your second, he's supposed to be when when Giannis is getting some rest. Chris Middleton's there and handling the load. You know, it, you I'm know the, the other team goes on a bit of a run, so they have to call a timeout. Chris Middleton needs to go down the other end and get a bucket. Yeah, so they don't have to waste the time out. Like these are the things that your second man needs to be able to do. Can he do it? He hasn't proven no. he can. So I mean, no. that's where the problem lies for me with the Bucks, and that's why I'm saying it's open, man. It's open. Like it is open. I, I don't no, think no, you're going to shut down Giannis, but if you hold Middleton to ten points and less, and just force Giannis like he has to score fifty plus for them to win, like that's all you can do. Well, like, let's make Giannis beat you. Here's a here's a perfect here is a perfect situation. This is the ultimate analogy. If they get out of the East and the Clippers say the Clippers get out of the East uh, out of the West, sorry, what's to say with the squad with the bloody squad that the Clippers have? They just say, all right, Kawhi, we've got Paul George, we've got Lou Will, we've got Montrezl Harrell, we've got Shamit, we've got all these players. Why don't we just sacrifice you, Leonard? You can score 12 points a game. 
You just play on Giannis. You shut him down. And then history uh, says... It won't, it won't even be that, Dom. It will be... It'll be like they'll throw multiple bodies at Giannis because Giannis is just a beast, yeah. Like Yeah, I know he's a beast. Like Giannis is just Giannis. He's gonna he's gonna get buckets regardless. I don't care what anyone says, he's improved his game, his three point shots improved statistically this season. So he's taken more threes with more confidence. His game's improved. It's you've got another elite defender in Paul George. Now yeah, Paul George and Kawhi can ha- take their turns at rolling through Giannis. You can throw Montreal's title at him. Then you can roll uh, Kawhi and, and Paul George over to take Chris Middleton. And as I've said, <laughs> shut down him, force Giannis to go off for 55 to beat you. And, hey, if he goes off for 55, 60 points and beats you, like, hands he off to you. him. You have to do it again next actually, time yeah. because Chris Middleton can't even score 10 points. Mate, they can put Patrick Beverly on Chris Middleton and they still dominate him. So <laughs> it doesn't really matter who plays him. He's a good three. This is no hate on Chris Middleton. This is just what I'm he's saying. He's, he's, he's not proven himself. He's a three. No, he hasn't. And uh, he got paid his money and everyone said, yeah, he, got, he deserved his money and this and that. Deserved for what? What have we seen? That's deserving money if he's a two. He's not a two. Anyway, we'll move on. Like we said, we're not bashing him. He's just not a, he's not a two. He's a three. Giannis is playing with a gap there. There's not, yeah. Someone has to step up. Hopefully, it's your boy, DiVincenzo. He steps up. He could be the two. Oh, we'll move on to... Well, we're skip don't Orlando. worry. We're skipping Orlando. Yeah, don't we're worry about Orlando. Orlando. Skip them. Philly, we've spoken about them in the intro. We are done with them. We're going to skip Washington as well. We'll briefly touch on Toronto. Uh, a lot older. Uh Fred Van Vliet actually copped a knee knock in their first scrimmage. Um, so they're monitoring him. If he doesn't play, <laughs> it's not great for them. But a lot of veteran bodies in this team. Uh, they got uh, Gasol, Ibaka, Lowry, uh, and Van Vliet technically he's, he's been around the traps. Siakam's taken leaps and bounds. He's, he's a great player, Pascal Siakam. So I don't know. I don't think they can back it up. Uh, just, just for the point of, even if they, they were they to come problem. out of the East, yeah, they can't beat either the. I don't think they can beat Lakers or Clippers. So, like, yeah, to be honest, I hope Toronto does well, man. Like, yeah, so do know, I. Hope, I, hope, I hope they do well, man. So, like, I mean, I didn't. I expected, and like many people expected them to sort of fall off a cliff, but. That's that's a testament to um, yeah. uh, the coach as well, Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse, and yeah. and you know the players in that group and, and and how well their team chemistry is because you know what they're sitting third, third or third or fourth and sitting second. Uh, there we go. They're sitting second, second at the moment. Like I mean, that's a testament to them. And they're going to get a fifty-win season when they've just lost their best player. What does that say about them as a team? You know. 100%. Um, but you know, Toronto fans, you got your championship. I honestly don't think you're gonna see see one for a long, long while now. Yeah. Um, but hey, you got one. It's more than some other teams. That's exactly right. That. You 100%. got one. And Kawhi on. will always be a legend in Toronto. A hundred percent. We'll move on to our uh, West review. Uh, we'll start with Dallas. Anything. That can be anything. All right. Got it. 
boy Doncic. Yeah. Got our boy Pazingas. Got our I mean, boy Seth Curry. He's cooking. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I mean, everyone likes Dallas. Everyone likes Dallas. But you want to know something? And I'm going to give an opinion, and some people might not like this. Because, you know, everyone likes jumping on that Luca hype train. And don't get me wrong, I like Luca. And Oh, no. We could be disagreeing I, first I time. Think, Here I think, we go. I think he's going to be a great player for years to come within the league. But I don't know if anyone's watched Luka Doncic a lot. The guy sucks a hell of a lot. And he allows oh. the referees not giving him calls to get into his head. The playoffs is harder. Teams play harder. I've said it. The whistle goes away. The teams get away with more. You get away with more hands-on stuff. He's just not going to cope. Like, he might win the first round. Maybe. I don't know who is. Depends on who they verse. He's got, he's got Houston oh, in, the, in the first round of the playoffs. The first well, round the of problem, the playoffs I'm talking about. The problem we, with, we don't the know. Problem, yeah, the problem with them is, yeah, they're a game behind Utah in four. Three behind Denver, but then they're equal with Oklahoma, Houston, uh, and Houston. So we don't know who they're going to play. They could play Clippers. They could play Oklahoma. I don't know. They could play Lakers if they finish eighth. Yeah, and it all depends on who they play. But my bad. Really, if they if they start if they end up if they fall like if they stay seventh. Or eight, well, that, that have to first Lakers or the well, Clippers, they're getting down well, they, in the first round. Yeah, they can't. Just... They, yeah, they can't. They have to finish higher than seventh. They can't. Uh, yeah, for them to have a chance to get to the second round, they have to finish higher than seventh. Um, yeah, if they're versing the Clippers and the Lakers. Anyone sits here and thinks that they could beat them in a seven-game series? No. You know, get back on your bike and ride them home. You know, veterans. You veterans don't know what you're talking about. Like it's just experience, and they got yeah. playoff experience. So no chance. I mean, the playoffs is a different ball game. We know this game, but honestly, it's good. You, you want a team like Dallas, and they are going to play. A play uh, they are going to play uh, playoff basketball this year. That's what you want in a young team. They need to get uh, yeah, they the need to get up. the experience. Like, this they is need all the good. Up. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, even if they get swept, who cares if they get swept? They got to learn what it feels like to be swept by a team. They got to learn what it's like to win a playoff game. Experience. Just the atmosphere of a playoff game. Not crowd. Dallas fans down there, don't worry. You, 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 you. Mark Cuban and that organization is going well. Let's just let's just put it that way. Oh, we'll move to Denver. Your boy, Bol Bol. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on that, Bol Bol. Uh, I'm going to sit here and I'm actually going to give Denver a hype up. I actually like Denver as a team. They, no, they, they were good last season. They've got great chemistry. We've seen how Jokic has come back. What lost fifteen pounds or whatever? He looks lot way weight. lighter. That's going to help him run out games because you can see sometimes by the end of games he's absolutely gas. Um, man, and like I don't know, people don't give Jamal Murray much credit, but oh, he's a gun. He's I a think Jamal Murray's a better player than people give him credit for. Like the guy he's can get player. hot. Um, he's shown the way he can make plays. Probably the the kick on him's been maybe he's a little bit um soft in a way, you know, be a little bit injury prone, uh, not, yeah. not the hardest player. But, I mean, the team chemistry's there. I like the way they play off Jokic and, the, and, they, and Jamal Murray really, you know, he's a real uh, off-ball 
off-ball player, you know, running off screens, getting those open shots, um, running the pick and roll with uh, Jokic. Sometimes where Jokic is, uh, you know, with the ball in the hands and and at the top of the key. Um, man, I don't know. I just think Denver could potentially cause an upset. Like, they've got good chemistry. Like oh, they, they can. They, 100% they, they can. They played well last season. And who knows, man? Like, I don't know if Ball Ball's going to get any time. Like, I would if, if, if they do give him time, like, I don't think it will be much. All you people out there who are on the Bobo hype train, especially in the hobby, like, anyone who follows the card hobby, his cards went absolutely crazy after his scrimmage where he went off for 16 points and 10 rebounds and 6 blocks. It's, 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 um, actually, um, it's actually good to see that um, card prices are skyrocketing based off the scrimmage, which means jack shit. And... Uh, <laughs> They're not even going 100% in the screen. Well, let me just tell you, I had a few anyway. ball ball cards. I'd spent about $30 worth of ball ball, and that $30 got me some nice cards. Um, I sold four of the cards, made $20 on top of the $30 that I'd spent on the cards, and I've got all the other cards for free, essentially. So now I've got all these ball ball cards, and I'm hoping he pans out and becomes a good player in the future because I could be sitting on a nice little payday. Um, but... Yeah, I had to sell them once I seen them ride up like that off a scrimmage. Like, people are nuts. But, you know, it's the market we live in. People were frothing sports, came back. Uh, they were seeing what, want to see what Bol Bol could do. I mean, Shaq's high on Bol Bol. If you hear Shaq oh, talk yeah. about Bol Bol, he's really high oh, he on him. Yeah, he trained him. Yeah, trained him. He said, he man, trained he with his son. he's never seen a big man do before. Like, so, I mean, Good. you know. Bob, uh, someone like Shaq, you know, it's an interesting opinion. So I'm not saying Bob Ball's going to be a flunk, but, you know, it's too early to tell. And I'll be honest with you, I ain't paying nearly $250 for his prison silver or whatever they're going at, or 150 US they're going at. So um, something stupid. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could have bought them for freaking 15 or 30 just two weeks ago. I know, I know. Uh, uh, we've got Houston next Small Very small team uh, It is small ball It's good We, we saw Westbrook Thrive West Brick yeah, West Brick Don't give me that Westbrook West Brick West Brick uh, Austin Rivers Had to leave On a personal matter uh, I'm not sure If he's going to play The first game What are your uh, thoughts On Houston too small. And we've... I don't know. What have I always could, said about Russell Westbrook? Don't like, I'll get it on the record right now. Russell Westbrook will never win a championship. Russell Westbrook will never win a championship. He doesn't know how to win in the playoffs. Like he did, he, We've seen so many times they get close... And then there's Russell Westbrook doing something stupid, taking a shot he's not supposed to take, going uh, to the ring, trying to put it up against three players that are kicking it out. Like, every playoffs, I'm waiting Russell Westbrook to do something stupid. Like, let's don't put it wrong, this he's way. a great player. He plays hard. Like, I love his intensity. Like, yeah, Russell oh, Westbrook, as, as a basketball player, what he's about and what he brings to basketball, the energy and all that, man. I love it. But man, he just does some dumb shit sometimes. Like he oh, just perfect, the perfect the perfect example is Durant left you West Brick because you did put up bricks and you did try and score with three players in the lane and while he was wide open. You 
you effectively should have beaten Golden State. You were three one up. Was that three one up? Yeah, three two yeah, up. Three one. I think it was three one. Three one. You, you should have won. You thought we could close it out and you could do what you wanted. Like you said, you don't know how to close out. Not not close out games. Win big playoff games. So yeah. Anyway, we'll see what happens with them. Anything can happen. Harden could dominate. Yeah, they're just a wait and see. Uh, the Clippers are next. I don't think there's much we need to say on the Clippers, really. Best depth in the league by a mile. Yeah. Uh, I mean, probably the best combined the defense. The thing that's going to help them really. the most is all this time off, but you can make the oh. same argument for every team. You know, Kawhi loves his rest, as we know, um, and that will help him enormously. But think about how much it's helped LeBron, a guy who's 36 yeah. years old, and has been yeah. able to, you know, take three months off and essentially just fine-tune his body, get massages every day, get hit the gym every day and just, you know, get stronger and just get better. Mind you, he's got his own personal chef that cooks him like the most, you know, outrageously nutritionist meal. So, like, I mean, we make the same argument for everyone. So, I mean, uh, the Clippers, Clippers are got to be there. Um, I hope they don't win because I'm a Lakers fan. Who wants to see the Clippers win a, win a title? But, you know, let me just say they've got the claw on the team and he's shown that in playoffs like last year, he's there. He's, he's, he's clutch. He's, he's, up, the he's, he's clutch. Like um, you can make an argument maybe for his previous championship where he had quite a bit more help. But, you know, one yeah. last year, it's just... He did it. As, as our mate... Right, he's on the wall there. As, as our man, uh, Colin Cowherd, that we love so dearly, he's, as he says, he's the best get-a-bucket guy in the NBA. He is. The best yeah. get-a-bucket guy. When you need yeah. it, he'll, get you, he'll bail you out. And we've seen it. Uh, on both ends, your man. boys, the Lakers, what's your Lake thoughts? Lake show, baby. R.O.P. Mumba. That's it. Uh, I, I've just got three guys that I... Before, I want you to give your take on it, but... Everyone said that there's no depth. I know Avery Bradley's not playing and Rondo had his hand injury and he's always got a hand injury. But Dion Waiters, J.R. Smith and Markeith Morris, two of those three actually played before the break. J.R. Smith clearly has obviously come into the side. They've played scrimmage ball. That's fine. But Dion Waiters can play. Uh, obviously, not to the caliber of some of the guys on the Clippers. He's a good bench player. Same with J.R. Smith, great bench player. Same with Marquis Morris. That's depth on the bench. Um, I just want I just want to hear your thoughts on obviously starting five with the Caruso clearly as the starting point, and uh, your thoughts on Kuzma's impact to win it. Like he's gonna have to do something. Yeah, I'm. I'm... <laughs> This is where I'm at with a Lakers fan, as a Lakers fan, and with Kuzma. I liked him. I liked him in his first seasons, and I mean, I didn't want to give, I didn't want to give up Ingram, but I just knew it was not a possibility to get AD. And by all means, like it's been worth it. Seeing Kuzma putting in the work this off season with anyone who follows. At Lethal Shooter, I think his name is. He put in a hell of a lot of work with this guy. Um, I can't remember his actual name. I know his Instagram handle, At Lethal Shooter. And I'll get his name. And Keep going, yeah. He put, on a, he put in a heap of work, and it looked great. Um, I even watched Kuzma play when he came to Australia with the U.S. national team, and I watched him 
you know, in Melbourne, play against the Australian national team. And he looked good, man. The jumper looked wet. I think in the game that I watched, he, he went like four from four, from three. Um, it looked like, man, you know, all that work's paying off. All that work's paying off. And then it just came to the season. And, man, dude, has he stunk it up. Wowee. He's just been Chris, like the Chris, biggest. Chris Matthews is the lethal Chris shooter. Matthews. Chris Matthews, um, a.k.a. lethal shooter on Instagram. I mean, any of you young guys or anyone that wants to learn how to shoot, just go watch his Instagram videos and watch what he says and put it into practice because, you know, if you do what he says, you will become a better shooter. I can, I'm a testament to that. I literally listened to what he said and went out, you know, once a week and started implementing what he said and my shot improved. Um, so, yeah, man, I think I'm at the point where it's like Kuzma's going to get his chance and I think he's pivotal to us having success. But, I mean, we've got LeBron. Like it all starts. <laughs> it all starts and finishes with that man. Yeah, it all like it all exactly starts and finishes. True. It all starts and finishes with that man. He's a man. What two years ago when he was in the finals with with Cleveland or that game that one week where where Jr. stuffed up. What he, he pretty yeah. much played the whole game. Had to go like nearly nearly the whole uh, forty eight minutes, um, and. He put up like 55 points. I mean... Oh, that was unbelievable. He put up 55 points and JR just stuffed up the game for him at the end. And then he broke... So, and then he broke... Because he punched yeah, LeBron. Right. So um, JR cost him the game and broke LeBron's hand. <laughs> and now he's playing for the Lakers, which yeah. is great for you. So. I mean, it's good for us. We've got shooting. And don't get me wrong, I want JR to come on the team and let it fly. Yeah, like, you're going to get those yeah. looks with LeBron... You're going to get those open looks and you've got to let it fly. Like LeBron, he makes the right play at the right time. It's what he's renowned for doing. You know, um, you'll see he'll pass it off in big moments. But, you know, and people like to, to, to ride him. Oh, he, he should be taking that shot. He shouldn't be. Shut up. He makes the right play. You know, if, you, <laughs> if, you've, got a, if you've got a guy who, you know, who's a three-point shooter, knockdown shooter, and he's wide open on, on you know, crucial play, you got to make the right play. Um, so, man, where I'm at is, you know, we're going to need our role players to stand up, don't get me wrong, but I'll be interested to see um, how well our defense does without Avery Bradley because, like, he's a he's pivotal part on the defense. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I'm all in on the Lakers. I mean, I'm a Lakers fan, so, of course, I'm going to say I'm all in on the Lakers, but... You know, I, th- I think there's something there's something just on, on on LeBron's back at the moment. You know, like he wants to do this one for for Kobe. Um, he wants to he wants to prove to people that he's still the best player in the world. Like at age 36, yeah. Ultim- like people ultimately, are, people are trying to take that yeah. mantle off him, and yet he's coming out here age 36. There's no one in the history of the NBA that's put up these numbers at age 36, right? He ultimately, as well, wants to he wants to win in the West. He's been his whole career has been yeah. his one in the east. He's one in the east. Yeah, he's one in the weaker the, east. He's one in the weaker yeah, east. Just, what people like to say. Ladies and gentlemen, just look at the standings at the moment before the break. He, he's five games clear on top with the team that he's got. Yeah, with the team. Like I mean, I don't think it's the the greatest team, but I mean, when you put half decent players around great players, those half decent. Oh, the, players, oh, they elevate. They 100%. elevate their level. Um, 
100%. and it all sits on the defensive side of the ball, man. Like we're a real, we like to run, we like to get out, and that's when I've seen our play our best basketball when we're being able to put good defensive stretches together. And I think that's where it lies, man. Like we can put those enough of those defensive stretches together at crucial times. Um, you know, we're always going to be in the game. Like when when you've got the best player in the world on your team, you're always going to be in the game. It's just about how you close out those crucial moments and and how you know other 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 players ready to take their moment when LeBron gives them the moment. You, you know what I'm saying? Like you know, yeah. I'm all for Caruso getting his minutes, but he's been a little bit hesitant to sometimes shoot his shots. But you know, winning your shots there, you got to let it fly. Um, and and that's where I sit at the point. And like. Yeah, I, I hope we can get it done, man. I hope we can get it done. It's been a barren. Like when when LeBron came back, I was like, yes, we're going to the playoffs. We didn't make the playoffs last year because essentially because he got injured. Um, I was disappointed, but uh, I'm hoping we can we can go all the way this season. Let's let's hope. Um, oh, wish all the goat best, can man. make it happen. The goat. The goat. The goat. The goat. We'll see what happens. Uh, I'll we'll just finish up this segment by combining these last three teams, because I don't think you've got much to say on Oklahoma, Phoenix, Sacramento, San Antonio, and Utah. So I know Utah are in there. The lost yeah, Sacramento, let's, there's, there's not much to talk about. Um, Birds, Utah, nah. like, I mean, nah. you know, they've got talent. We love them. They've they got, got Joey Ingles on the team. But I just, I just don't think, I just don't think they Donovan have enough. Mitchell's and I think, what, is it, is, well. is Bogdan... Bogdanovich is injured. Oh, Bogdanovich is injured. He's done. He's not. He's not playing. He got hurt. Yeah. So I mean that that's a big loss. Um. You know, there's a good three point shooter. He's proven that. You know, he can really stretch the floor. Um. You know, the interesting one I'm interested in to see is OKC. Uh, got to invest an interest in Shy Gilgis Alexander. Been following him yeah. since his days. Um. Bought quite a few of his cards. Like um. You yeah. know, I've got a whole a whole quite a few. Um. Man. I mean, I, I, I don't think OKC can do much, but, you know, I'm interested just to see what SGA can do. Um, and that's, yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. and that, that's goal. where I more sit with them. Like, I don't think that they're serious contenders. Um, maybe they make it out of the first round. Second round, I don't think, I don't think so. Um, you know, yeah. I, I just don't think they have the team there at the moment to to surpass yeah. some of the other better squads that are there, you know? So, Definitely. Oh, yeah. The, I think, three I think teams that are, the three teams that we're going to combine, uh, obviously the three teams potentially fighting for that eighth seed in the West. Obviously, you've got Memphis, Portland, which may be in a bit of trouble without Lillard. We don't know. Yeah. Then, of course, the team that everyone's watching that wants to finish eighth, the Pelicans. Got your boys eye on, and if it finished with them eighth, they're going to play Lakers. You got Zion, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart. Those three revenge on the lake on LeBron and the Lakers. Then you got Drew Holiday on that team as well. Yeah, it's Pelicans revenge as an organization against AD. This is this is what I want. I I, I love the, the Grizzlies. We'll briefly touch. I love the Grizzlies. I love John Moran. I love your boy. Jaron Jackson Jr. I know you're very high on him. Very you love him. I'm also uh, I got good feeling about Grayson Allen. I know he was a bit of a dud in 
college, he did a few stupid. He was a bit of a Draymond Green with suspensions and stuff, but I genuinely reckon he can be a great shooter. Uh, but the Pelicans are the team. I know you want the Pelicans in there as much as I want the Pelicans in there. So I think we just talk about the Pelicans here and uh, Justin Winslow also from the Grizzlies actually got hip surgery today, which is uh, shattering for him. So all the best him going into next season. But let's talk about the Pelicans just to finish off the NBA restart review. So let's talk about the Zion bubble. The reason why they're in the bubble, like many people said, like the reason that they put these eight games is to try get sneak Zion into the playoffs because, you know, there's less stars there. No Curry, no Clay, no, no Duran, no Kyrie. Um, You know, some other big names probably not there, but, you know, they're, they're really hyping around Zion, man. Uh, well, like, we, I mean, we saw what he did when he debuted. Yeah, man, the hype's real, man. I'm, I'm on the Zion train. People people want to get on him. Oh, he's overweight. He's this, he's that, man. Well, he looks in bloody it's good his, shape. It's man. his first season. He'll be having some of the best dietitians, best nutritionists. Like, he's going to shed some weight. He's going to have another off-season. He's going to get fitter. I mean... We've seen what the guy can do, man. He's a 2010 machine. Like he's he's gonna he's gonna average 2010 nearly his whole career the way he's gone. Like, oh, you know, um, gonna be great. He's shown that he can shoot threes. Like, I mean, I don't know what more you want to say about the bloke, but like, he's he he's potentially yeah. the next the next big big thing in the NBA. He's like the, he's gonna be the next face of the league, and and you and you hear the way he speaks. You know, the way he speaks, oh. the way he portrays himself and the way he, uh, you know, um, always talking about team first and, like, to have these things from such a young age to already be preaching these sort of things. Oh. Man, this is this just reminds me about when LeBron first came to the league. LeBron was very similar, you know, very, like, humble, very, like, you know, no, you know, always talking about the team and team success and, you know, and... And he stayed like that all the way now to his 17th season. Um, so, um, I mean, yeah. I, the, the good thing about about now is I can actually speak this into existence because I know everyone was comping Zion. Oh, he's like Charles Barkley. He's like Charles Barkley. He's like LeBron. No. You know what his comp is? His comp is Sean Kemp. Wake up, people. He is Sean Kemp. Yeah, Sean Kemp with a better jump shot. Correct. That is what he's. Don't compare him to Barkley. All right. Yeah, I don't think if, if you haven't got. I know we're young, but we've seen footage of Barkley, and I've watched full games that Barkley played in. Man, I know Zion's got a big butt, and Charles Barkley used his butt, but no one ain't got no Charles Barkley booty. I tell you that much, mate. He, <laughs> For for an undersized power forward to have to average what he averaged and have that many boards is just unbelievable. But his comp is like Sean Kemp, a big frame, big unit, uh, super athletic, massive dunker. Like you said, he's got a better jump shot than Sean Kemp does have. And the reason Sean Kemp lost the plot a bit was he got a bit injured and he came back extremely over overweight, and then the injuries just progressed after that. But uh, don't sleep on, on on Zion's comparison to Kemp. As you saw, it was really good watching that Jordan uh, documentary as well when they played the Supersonics. The the credit that Sean Kemp actually got 
for keeping them in the game against yeah. the Bulls. Like, don't sleep on... Tr- and that's not a shit comparison. In, in yeah, any, it's not. Uh, no. Yeah, sure, he's Sean actually a great, he's just a great player. Just, yeah, just a short, short-lived career due to injury. Yeah. But he was an absolute freak of a player when he played. I mean, not, he was, he was not, not, the first, not the first player for that to happen no. to. You know, no. It's an unfortunate many. thing with sports, but... But, you know... Zion, he can be anything. And... He's got the supporting cast around. But the thing is, can he make it into eighth? Can you know, three Zion games. and the Pals make it in? Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. This is who they got. I know you've got... It's the bubble, all right? It's actually pretty tough. It's not as easy... Oh, actually, no. It's very easy after their first two games. And I think the NBA have done this deliberately. Anyway, they put their two hard games. So they got Utah, which is winnable now. They can beat Utah. They've got the Clippers... Yeah, and then they go on this run of they play Memphis, which is a key game. They need to win that because Memphis are obviously ahead of them. So they've got to steal that game. And they play Sacramento, Washington, San Antonio, Sacramento, Orlando. What a run. What a run. If you're talking about scripted, the NBA has scripted this. But just look at the stand. The only reason they're in this is because they're like, if we put Zion in, their team's on 28 wins. Uh, oh shit! We actually can't leave out Sacramento, San Antonio, and Phoenix because they're all within two games. Then they'll be like, "What are you doing?" It would be too obvious. Yeah, but we're not yeah. stupid, mate. That's the reason they're in it. So hopefully they get in there. We'll see what happens. They've got a good cast. With they've got Bi, uh, Lonzo Ball is what Lonzo Ball is. He's a passing guy. He's a playmaker. All right, uh, he's not a scorer. I, I don't know what everyone expected him to be. Uh, he's not going to be like Chris Paul. There was a lot of hype around him. Probably shouldn't have gone on the pick that he went. There's a lot of pressure on the Lakers to take him at that pick because he was from LA. But he's, he's a great player. He's going to be something good. I credit LeVar Ball building that hype. Yeah, ne- yeah, never lost. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's all over it. He's, I'll tell you what. I know, honestly, my opinion is they ain't making the eight. I think um, Memphis has got enough firepower to win enough games in their in their schedule. Um, they 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 haven't got they got a little bit of a tough schedule, but like, I wouldn't say it's like super tough. Well, no, Portland, Spurs. Portland definitely winnable. Spurs winnable. New Orleans, oh, obviously yeah, that's the, a toss up. The last three, the last three games. Look, right, look at so that. So by that game, uh, <laughs> look at that shit. Look yeah. at their last three games. All right, by that time, Boston, yeah, and the Bucks, yeah. sewn up. They're playing the top Yeah, they're players. probably not going to play. So they're playing That's a softened true. roster. So if they get to that point, they're going to be playing a softened roster. Um, NBA yeah. script. You, yeah, so. you should have scripted Boston, Toronto, and the Bucks as the first three games, mate. <laughs> That's what you should have done. So then yeah. it could have been even 32 apiece, and then they played each other in the fourth game. That's yeah. what should happen. <laughs> oh, man. The, the NBA is really trying to gift it to them, really, really. Oh, yeah. They're well, trying I mean, their best. I mean, no, don't no. get me wrong, I'd love to see Zion versus LeBron, LeBron. in the first oh. round of the playoffs. Like, that would be, be gold. Amazing. It would be amazing. Be like, it would just, oh, just be, you know, interesting just to see how Zion, the new age, goes against, you know, the GOAT of his time. Um, 100%. So, I mean, I, I would look forward to that. But, you know, I, I genuinely don't think it will happen. I genuinely don't think it will happen. But, you know, nothing. it's sports. Um, we've yeah, seen funny happen. things happen, so um, I'm not going to say, title, so I'm not gonna say it can, it's 
100% not going to happen, but I'm just going to say, like, I'm seeing that anything can happen, but it won't happen. Yeah, well, awesome stuff. That's our review of the restart. So, that's our review, yeah. All right, Friday here in Australia. So, uh, that's pretty much all right. The show, except for now, we're here. This is what you've been waiting for, saucy smoky. I'm going to turn it over to you, Uh, Saucy Smokey. We're going to get into some uh, a hidden gem in the sports trading card world that a lot of people sleeping on. But our uh, avid sports card collector here, uh, Saucy, he ain't sleeping on this card. He's going to predict some stuff. I know there's a few people out there. You can get into it a bit more. Just giving you a bit of an intro, mate. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Give us a bit of our Saucy's Smokey to finish off the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let me just start by saying I believe that this card here that I'm going to tell you about is not being given the absolute respect that it deserves. And it's unfathomable of the amount of disrespect that this card is getting. Let me just throw off a couple of prices here of other players in a similar set that is that is selling for and their price point, right? You've got Luka Doncic, PSA 10, 325. Uh, all these numbers are in US dollars. So and these, and these are their rookie cards. These are their rookie cards, right? I'll tell you the set. This is these are all rookie cards. I'll tell you the set at the end, right? But I'm just going to give you some prices that these players are at. So Luka Doncic, 325 for a PSA 10. For a BGS 9.5, 200. For a raw card. 50 to 65. Trey Young, a PSA 10, between 100 to 115. Zion Williamson, PSA 10, last sale was on the 27th, 181. A raw card, 25. Ja Morant, PSA 10, 137. I didn't look up his raw card value, but I believe it's around about 15, 15 to 20, just a little bit under Zion. Anthony Davis, PSA 10, 375, last sale as of 16th of July. Raw card, $36. Kawhi Leonard, PSA 10. Now, albeit the last sale was on the the 8th of May, which was a while ago, and the card market has had a nice boom since then. So the last sale for a PSA 10 was 182. Um, I believe that's not a true reflection because his raw value of this card is currently selling at 76. So I think for the next PSA 10, I think that, that will be a bit higher. Uh, maybe around the 250 to 350 mark. Now, they're just some numbers. Now, let me recap. 
Luca Raw is going for 50 to 65 and PSA 10 325. Anthony Davis, PSA 10 375 and Raw 365. Zion Raw 25. Luca Raw 50 to 65. All right, here we go. This card can be picked up for Raw for $18. Now, that's the average of the last eight comps because the comps are a bit all over the shop. But I got the last eight comps and divided it by, added them all together, divided by eight. Now, this card, I can't believe the price of this card. Let's, let me just say, first of all, like, oh, once I notice this and how much people are paying for these other players that have accomplished nothing, other than Kawhi Leonard on that list, every other player there has accomplished absolutely nothing, right? Nothing. And and it's all based on performance. And supposedly the card market is based on <laughs> performance and what you've achieved and these sorts of things and, you know, obviously your likeness within the hobby. There couldn't be another a player that is in, in people's minds as soon as they think of basketball, right? The player that I'm about to bring up, and that the 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 disrespect, the absolute disrespect the market is giving this card is a joke, right? The last PSA ten for this card went on the 9th of June for 350. That is Less than Anthony Davis. That is only $25 more than Luka Doncic. Seriously. Are you no. believing these numbers? You know the card no, I'm talking no, about, Dommer. No, I know the card. And you did present some stuff to me, but I didn't know the PSA 10 stuff. Right? You're joking. Now, that, now, I think this card, once it starts, once it sells again, it could potentially go up because people may have realised this, but we don't know. We don't know. As of time recording this, there are a few up on eBay, and by the time I post this, those ones will have been gone, and let's just hope I picked up a few of them and we'll see where the price point's at. But at this point in time, even though you can get a raw card, you can buy three of these raw cards for one price for one Luka Doncic. I'm talking about... See that jersey behind me? Kobe Bean Bryant, NBA Hoops rookie. The Black Mamba, five championships, the greatest Laker of all time. The disrespect the market is giving this card is a beyond a joke. Beyond a joke. I picked up a BGS 9.5 USD. That is nothing. That is nothing. A BGS 9.5 Kawhi Leonard sold for 120 on the second. A BGS 9.5 Anthony Davis sold for the on the 25th of June for 175 USD. For what? 10 extra dollars, I picked up a Kobe Bryant that's won five championships. You've got to be kidding me, people. Wake up. Wake up. And this isn't the only card this is happening to. Man, there's more. There is more, and I've noticed it too. People are overpaying for Luka Doncic. 
Overpaying for Anthony Davis. Overpaying for John Morant. Overpaying for Trey Young. Kobe Bryant. Legend. Give the man some respect. Saucy Smokey. Get on it. Love it. I'll tell you what. You, Are you, you not blown away, Donna? Can you can you believe those numbers? Honestly. No, I'll tell you what. He comes in fact when it, he comes in fact with everything. But when it comes to sports trading cards, I don't even bother. Like <laughs> he comes with the facts. I'll tell and you one me, thing. I'll run some more numbers part. for you, mind you. And people are uh, they all get up and about about their pop reports, right? The PSA pop report sits on this at the Kobe Bryant card, right? This card right here. Oh, that's his eye on. Wrong one. <laughs> this one. He's got one of them as well. Right. I got his eye on. Don't worry about that. But while these idiots are buying for 25 USD, I was buying them when they were five Australian dollars and ten Australian dollars, not 25 USD. Once again, he's overpriced. Um PSA tens, there's 2650 graded. Out of that, there's only 436 PSA tens. That is a gem rate of 16%. To put that into perspective, right, Luka Doncic has a total PSA graded of 2,115. Now, you've got to realise the, the rise of hoops only happened just recently. So a lot more people will be sending their hoops Lukas to PSA. So that number will rise. The gem rate on that is 72%. Meaning out of every 100 cards you send in, 72 of them get a PSA 10. The rarity of this card, especially in a PSA 10, is ridiculous. Like, raw, it should be more than this. If you're paying 65 for a Luca, this card should be 150, maybe 200 raw. Why not? His tops cards like his tops cards like six, his top cards like 400, 500 raw. I know, uh, I know we've had a few discussions on this. I, we don't want to let all the secrets out of uh, the hat straight away. But our views on the market, it's, it's a bit skewed towards one direction at the, mo at the moment it is. with new players. That's all we're saying. That's all we're That's saying. Unaccomplished players are worth a shit ton of money. Oh, I can't believe it. I understand they're playing and it's what you're watching and that's why you base it on what you're watching. But why aren't you basing cards on what you've seen and you already know what they're going to become and they have become as a player. Maybe Doncic when Luka Doncic wins five, five championships and, but you know, an MVP talking, and two finals gonna be MVPs, mate, his cards gonna then be worth maybe it can be worth something. Mate, his card's going to be worth 10 Gs at a PSA 10 or a BGS 10 if he wins five titles. If his card's gone for this now, he's done nothing. I know. Give me 10 Gs. If or he could win no titles. Or he could bloody do his knee tomorrow. That's what we're trying to say, people. Like, just open your eyes. Yeah. yeah I know you're, uh, there's a few shit. I'm telling you right now, I'm happy for you guys to go buy up all the Kobe's on the market. Please do. Don't Please do because you're going to make some money. Because once the market realises, once someone like Gary V realises that just, this card's just, way underpriced. Mind you, Gary V has posted about hoops. So be careful on that one. I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of the cards that he starts posting about. I'm sitting on maybe 20 copies. 
few P- BGS and nines. There's, and, there's, and there's also been a few. So uh, go out there and get them. Go out there and get them. I'm telling you. The the one thing as well that um, a lot of people think that that Kobe market, a lot of people took advantage when he when he passed away. Rest his yeah. soul. Uh, they did take advantage of it and they were flipping the cards for freaking astronomical prices and stuff. It was just, it was a bit ridiculous. They were just taking advantage of the moment. Uh, but that, that's, once again, that's more, it, it is disrespectful to do, but it's disrespect in a general, in a general sense that, oh, he, he passed away. So his card's worth this much now. The card should be worth that as it is. Based off his accomplishments. Off his accomplishments. And the one thing, Ladies and gents, if you don't go out and buy it, when he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame, you ain't going to be able to buy the card because the card's going to double to triple in price. So, Sauce is giving you the smoky now. It's the heads up. The he's loading up. NBA he's loading hoops. Up. NBA hoops. Look, here's, here's hoops, same logo. This hoops, same logo. Hoops from 1996, same logo. Hoops has history in the hobby. People love to talk about history in the hobby. Well, let's give something that has history some respect. That's it, mate. I love it. That's it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's been our first pod. It's been a long one, but yeah, let me just tell you, it's been enjoyable. Well, it's been fun. About two hours. Jeez, we, we, we penciled in an hour. We penciled in an hour, but we are, we, 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 yeah, we, we're aiming to get one good show out a week. Um, you know, we're going to bring a few different things as well. Um, I've got some ideas to, to do some stuff to get to get the viewers involved and all that. Stuff. We'll try and bring you as much content as we can, like Saul said, once a week or even uh, if something major happens in the sporting world, we'll more than happy to jump on and give a quick rundown of that and our views on, on, the, on the topic. Uh, if you love Saucy Smokey, uh, you can follow... Source at uh, on Instagram at Saucy Collectibles. Uh, at Saucy Collectibles. Cards. And, uh, also, cards. Also sell some cards on there as well. So if you're interested, he's got some great stuff on there. So, uh, yeah, thanks again. And thanks, Source, for your time. And look forward to doing it all again next week, mate. All right. Peace, Peace out, mate. Out. Take Ciao. care. tuning in please subscribe on youtube and your favorite podcasting app also if you could please leave us a review on apple Podcasts, that would be awesome don't forget to follow us on socials at dbl coverage underscore on both instagram and twitter to join in with your opinions